nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at TomBernardShow.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18-hole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to TomBernardShow.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. TomBernardShow.com. Keyword passport. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think? Uh, why are we starting early? We started 10 seconds early. I'm just worn out already. Exhausted. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I saw that coming in just a little under uh, 7 o'clock, and I was like, don't let it, don't, please. Just somehow can we figure out a way to fill 10 seconds, because I don't want to do this. Not It's too early. No, 7 a.m., please. So, yeah. So, I apologize. You know what? Um, I will definitely try to make up that 10 seconds, because I know how precious time is. Well, I'm, but I'm worn out now. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I'm sorry, man. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. So, uh, listen. That extra ten seconds. I mean, I don't know. You could uh, spend it. I don't know. Admiring your wife from afar. Yeah, if she were to sleep until eleven. There you go. Thank you very yeah. much. Great to be here. Let me put it this way: uh, starting the show at six fifty nine fifty is a lot better than starting the show at five thirty in the morning. That's oh, all I have to say. Preach. Hear, hear. How many decades was that? It's like, hey, hon, I got to go to bed. It's uh, six in the afternoon. Yeah, wonderful. Perfect. Yeah, I wonder about some of the guys like Ken Barlow and Chris Eggert. Yeah. You know, yeah. they say one of the biggest things about, especially in uh, older age, when they talk about Alzheimer's, this, the, the, I guess the common thread between everybody who develops it, lack of sleep. Yeah. Oh, I could understand that. There's no doubt. That's just not natural. Yeah. It, it's not stress. It's not job. It's not environment. The one thing that everybody has in common, you could be somebody who just kind of like couch surfed and, you know, sat in a bar every day at 11 a.m. Or you could be the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. But if you guys yep. both get three hours of sleep every single night, you're both very prone to uh, developing brain disorders down the road. Uh, I, I I would not doubt that at all. Absolutely, it's it's not comfortable. It was thirty seven years then. I thought, my God, it, oh. it does still feel weird though that I can sleep as much as I want. That's really weird. Do you nap? Um, I'm not a big once in a while. I do I, more than nap. I just kind of fall asleep watching TV. So I guess it is a nap, but sure. it wasn't intentional. That yeah. kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But yeah, yeah, you know that's the way the whole thing works out. We uh, covered a bunch of stuff yesterday. We'll be covering again today. Think, well, I mean, Will Smith has now responded to uh, Chris Rock, but apparently he has no idea what the hell he's talking about because he just wants going. He keeps going on about, well, you know. Uh, well, let me. I'll just read it. That's the best way to do. Instead of me describing it for you, this is what the latest is. Will Smith reportedly still wants to repair things with Chris Rock. Apparently, the actor didn't hear what the comedian said about him on his <laughs> new Netflix special. <laughs> so you know. Uh, Will Smith may have an Oscar, but he apparently doesn't have a clue about Chris Rock, how, how Chris Rock feels about him. Although Rock goes into deep detail, uh, detail about his negative feelings towards Smith in his new Netflix special, Selective Outrage. 
the former Fresh Prince somehow thinks he can patch things. Uh, it says patch things. I think they meant patch things up with the stand-up comic. Smith is still intent on repairing his relationship with Rock, which soured after the actor slapped a comic last year at the Oscars. You know, I was thinking about that this morning, and you guys, you know, you have your, uh, you know, your people in your life and all the rest of it, but if a comedian got on stage and started talking about Catherine the way he was talking about Jada Pinkett, I would just sit there while Catherine went up on stage and whooped his ass. I wouldn't even have to go up there. That's a kind of a nice thing. Well, Brittany, how tall are you? You're like six feet tall, aren't you? Spot on. 5'10", I think. Or if I, yeah, because you and Catherine are about to, she, she might be a little taller than you, but not much, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we're both tall. And you, yeah, that's, that's such a good point, Tom, is like, I think that there's something that with that, well, I got to protect my wife, where yeah. a lot of people say, you know what? My wife's pretty good at protecting herself in a lot of situations. And, Oh, yeah. In in making that call of, like, I better stand up and slap this. I would be pissed at my husband. I'd be like, I can take a yeah. joke. This is not that big. I, I would be so mad at him for taking on that role. But I get how it goes both ways with people wanting to be protected. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's a situation. I, and I'm really glad that, that you agree with me on that one. I don't need to protect my wife. No. I would whip my ass if she wanted to. No. I've got to protect her for her. No, I've hung out with Catherine, and I've felt safe. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we're good. Yeah, I, I don't... You know, I suppose if someone's in there... Uh, what is in, I remember seeing it, but I, I forgot. He was making fun of her bald head or something. Is that what he was yeah, doing? Yeah, it was. It was such a stupid joke. It was about GI Jane and her. Oh. They're doing auditions, and Jada is up for a GI Jane role. It was just dumb. It wasn't even funny. It wasn't even good. It wasn't even. I mean, and she has alopecia, and I mean, oh, but there's people in the alopecia community. They're like, if you can't take that joke. You're doomed. Well, it's also self-imposed alopecia. It's because she fried her hair so many goddamn times. That's why oh. it fell out. Meanwhile, oh. when that happened, when they were talking about that, I was like, alopecia, half of my beard doesn't grow in anymore because I was in such a stressful work situation for seven years. <laughs> I was like, piss off, Jada, just because you decided to dye your hair a bunch of times and now it didn't grow back. And if you, Apparently, if she could wait six months, it would have all grown back, no problem. In the meantime, wear oh. a goddamn wig. That was it. But for the rest of or us who don't, like, it's fine. It, yeah. Either way. But I'm, all I'm saying is when you were like, I suffer from, al- no, you don't. You're going to be suffer. just fine. The rest of us, I mean, I have literally, I have a patch of my beard that is not growing in and it's starting to grow back now that I'm finally about two years removed from that situation. Yeah. But yeah. literally just one day I woke up, I was like, where is half of my beard? It just fell out. And that was it. I'm like, well, you don't suffer from alopecia. If anything, you no. suffer from going too many times to the salon to get your hair did. See, I heard that her hair was pulled out by her son's uh, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> that's not it. That's an entanglement. Yep. That's a big entanglement mm-hmm. right there. Like that. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know. I looked at that whole thing again, and now Will Smith wants to be friends with Chris Rock again. And I, I still, I'm sorry, but I've been around scam artists my whole life, and this still looks like a complete scam from top to bottom to me. It really does. Why would you do something like you did? Uh, the point that Brittany made. Why don't you let your wife defend herself? She'd probably whip your ass anyway, Will. Right? I, I mean, I I see your point of view. I'm on the other side of it. I think it's real. I've drank the Kool-Aid. I'm full yeah. on. <laughs> and, no, no. and I also think, like, 
I reflected a little bit on uh, Chris Rock's stand-up, and there's a part of me that just says, you know, these are all very sensitive people. Chris Rock included, he was talking about, you know, Jada gave me, started this with the side eye by telling me I shouldn't take the hosting role at the Grammys because Will Smith didn't get an award, and it was like, you're fine, Chris Rock. You're fine if somebody, right. you know, tells you to do something and you don't want to. Like, you know, that wasn't, he's like, those that, well, that was shots fired. It's like, that's, you guys are all very sensitive people. Like, the things that get you motivated to strike, it's like, these are tiny things in your day. What? What are you talking about? I don't get upset by anything. Shut up. <laughs> See? <laughs> I was like, see, you'll see. So the things that I get okay. called before noon, or all of us do, all of us. Well, yeah, yeah. That's and like, w- wouldn't get my heart rate up. I don't care. Yes, that is true. They're artists. They're sensitive people, and it's also the thing that fuels their greatness. Totally, being sensitive and taking things to heart and pushing yourself to be better. That's why Chris Rock exists because he was a skinny Mm -hmm. little tiny dweeby kid, and he was like, "There's only one way out of this, and that is me becoming a great stand-up." And that's why we have him today. So true. Yeah, unfortunately, you can't. No matter how many dollars you have in the bank account, you can't beat that out of you. Yeah, that's true. The insecurities just it doesn't matter where you're at in life there you are so yeah that that is very true yeah i I got a question for you though and it's not that i think he's not good or whatever but will smith's okay i mean i just don't think he's that good an actor he's good he's good but he's not great i mean he's been in some amazing movies and i don't know oh really if i was i mean he's just on a grand scale there's movies where i go wow he was you know it was just a spectacle. You, you know what I mean? Like Independence Day to my, me was like, that was a spectacle. It was yeah. it was like Hollywood to the max. And I don't know, I can't even decipher. I guess there's roles. Like King Richard, he was very good in that. Pursuit of Happiness. Pursuit of Happiness, he was good. Um, and well, I God, haven't seen any of these movies. I've been avoiding his movies and didn't even know it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Pursuit of Happiness is great. He was is I, it? I, I Am Legend, also another oh, fantastic movie. I Am Legend is so good and like odd and spooky and weird. But you're right. I don't, I, there's things, roles he's taken, Tom, where I go, I don't know if the movie is just so big that I don't know how much acting chops he really needed. But then there's things yeah. like the Pursuit of High Happiness where I go, there, there was hardcore acting. King Richard, there was hardcore acting. It wasn't just. So I think he's very talented, but, um, you know, I don't know what that really means, but yes. Well, I mean, you guys have been in the business long enough. You know enough people that work in Hollywood and, you know, voiceover and all these different situations. I have heard from a number of people that Will Smith is not a good person, that he's a massive pain in the ass with a huge ego. Now, I don't know because I've never met him, never talked to him. But I've heard that from a number of people who've worked with him that he's not easy to work with because he's such an arrogant pain in the ass. I mean, I don't think we have to debate his ego, the fact that he has the audacity (laughs) to go walk up there and slap a man at the Oscars live TV in front of millions. So I I think your reading is probably very correct, Tom. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I hear. I've never met him. Yeah, so, but a couple of guys, uh, radio guys, that he's been in town a few times that have met him and gone, you know, uh, you hear all these amazing things. Oh, Will Smith, the entrepreneur. Will Smith, the you right. know the guy who who helps, you know, the, the little man. And then you walk into the room and you're like, hey, how's it going? I'm Bill. And he's like, mm-hmm. Okay, right. never mind. Sorry about that. Sorry I ruined your day. Didn't mean to interrupt. I know you got a lot going on there, Mr. Fresh Prince. 
Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Fresh Mints. I like that name. It's a good name. Yeah. I mean, I think Kevin Smith did a whole movie. Wasn't there a whole movie about uh, Ben Affleck when he was like, you guys are never going to understand. No one's going to be thinking of the Fresh Prince in five years anyways. This guy's a hack. And then uh, Jersey Girl. That was the name of the movie. Oh, Jersey yeah, Girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They canceled Ben Affleck because he loses his mind about the Fresh Prince. And yeah, talk about art imitating life down the road. My goodness. That's a good, very good point, actually. Yeah. I just, uh, what the hell? I, like I said, uh, I like Chris Rock. The middle of the stand-up was a little weak, but the rest of it I thought was really good. I don't dislike Will Smith, but I don't like Will Smith either. I, I, you know, I wouldn't go, I'm not going to go see that because he's in it. I'd go see it, whatever. I, but again, I think part of that is, and you guys would know this as well, that you and I have been around famous people our whole lives. I, I mean, I got on radio when I was 18 and started interviewing people immediately. I, I am not impressed by anyone anymore. Do people impress you? I mean, look, I mean, if you achieve something great in medicine or something, that's impressive. But are you impressed by, oh, my God, I got to meet – is there anyone you've never met you'd really like to meet? And I love that you say that, Tom, that you're not impressed with – no, I'm not. And I think, like, I've been kind of like wrapping my head around this lately. And I think that it's you are the person who shows up in that room at that moment. If I had climbed Everest last week, but I come here and I'm a dick, that's who I am in that room. You know, we've talked a lot about that. And I think we all are very impressed when somebody comes in and is warm and lovely, period. Like, yeah. And, yeah. It, it's just wild that you're so right is like no matter how big and uh, uh, you know Rudy was just talking yesterday about somebody who had kind of disappointed him who he really was a big fan of and it's like sure you can be somebody's biggest fan but if they show up in that moment it's like you just are who you are in that room at that moment yeah I like it yeah but to answer the question what who would you want to meet oh <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> I just have been really thinking about this because we've been talking about it a lot. Um, yeah. I don't think I have a person I really... I mean, I love Nick Swardson, and I've, I've talked on the phone with him a bit. I love Nick Swardson. Yeah. Um, well, when I'm, Nick comes to town, he's always becoming... An, I just uh, I had dinner with Nick a couple of times in the last year. Nick and I have been friends for, Christ, what, 30 years? Yeah. Well, his whole family. I know his whole family. The wonderful family. His family's far too good for him, actually. Let me be honest. <laughs> I've met his brother. His brother is a peach. I was like, how did you two Isn't come he? from the same same cloth? Johnny. Yeah. It's <laughs> unbelievable. I guess, yeah, that's a hard question for me because I think, yeah, I, I think that's a fun person to meet and very, like, Tom always talks about how great he is. And that's a big reason why I want to meet him because he's always like, oh, he's so lovely. And that's kind of the appeal. But yeah. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Lovely. How about you, What Rudy? movie was that? Lovely. I don't know. The Lovely? That was a play. No, a guy, a guy kept... It was a creepy-ass, you know, stalker movie, and the guy would look at pictures of women and he'd go, lovely, <laughs> lovely. Huh. Oh, God, was it creepy. I'll try to That's find a- that drop. Oh, yes, yeah. well, thanks. I yeah, get yeah. creeped out first thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. Um, a little shift here. I want and, and the only reason I want to kind of shift here is because Catherine... Uh, talking about taking care of herself, and I wouldn't have to go up on stage and slap anybody because she'd go up there and kick them in the nuts or whatever. But... Um, I just wanted to thank all the people that have been supporting this show. I'm not going to get specific about what I'm talking about, but you've been showing up in droves. Thank you so much for that. It's really amazing that you guys do what you do. You know, um, 
you often wonder about that. It's like, well, I'm sitting here talking. Why would anybody give a rat's ass? Now, that just gave the Star Tribune a really good story, I think. Oh, by the way, speaking of the Star Tribune, thank you so much to John Bream. A great article about James Walsh this morning in the Star Tribune. Oh, good. Really, really good article. So John Bream's always been really decent to me, which I guess is how you, you tend to judge people. But great article. But in any case, so, you know, we were talking yesterday among, you know, Lamey Daniels and I. Boy, she hates me for giving her that nickname. She already hates me. We already got Dan Seaman calling her Lamey Daniels, which I love. I just do. No, but Amy's been terrific. She's. Have you guys worked for her for a long time? Yeah, I've worked. I she, mean, she's amazing. She's always been this way. Uh, I told you I was the day before I had the baby, and you were like, "What's it like to work for Hubbard?" And I was like, "It's the best. Yeah, I love. I love working for her. I love my yep. talk, and it's a good company." What I like is when I call her or she calls me about some business thing, like she'll call me and she goes, Tom, I, I needed just a couple of minutes of your time. When I call her, she picks up and goes, what do you want, moron? <laughs> oh, okay. That's how it's going to go. That's, mm-hmm. that's really great. But in any case, uh, thank you so much for the support of the show you've all given us. But uh, the reason I even bring that up is because, well, I'll read this first and I'll tell you why I brought it up. The brand new Tom Bernard Show app is the easiest way to listen live or to podcast it. Download the Tom Bernard Show uh, app, open it, press play, that's it. It's that easy. Do the quick sign up. Then every day you open the app, you register to win 1000 bucks through April 20th. Just go to your app store and search Tom Bernard Morning Show. So as you know, um, my son Andy is very, very good with numbers. His wife Melissa does a lot of great work with us and all that stuff. And then other people mention this, that, and the other thing. And so Catherine had an appointment yesterday for, she was gone for like three hours. And when she got back, I said, honey, we were looking at the uh, stats and God, things are looking great. And I I got very specific with her. And you know what she said to me, uh, you two? Hmm. I want you to settle down there, Joe Rogan. (laughs) 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 Who's got, I believe, 11 million listeners. Is that not right? It's a a big, big number. Yeah. Settle down, Joe Rogan. It's funny. Yeah. And you're like, listen, I'm not the short tattooed one on the show, okay? Yeah. Ooh. There's one other guy here that's equally as short. Yeah. Uh, he's going through a little bit of things with his dad. I don't know if you guys saw that at all. His dad's calling him out. Yes, I did Wait, see who's that. Who's that? Yeah, Joe Rogan. Yeah. It's Oh, really? Uh-huh. It's yeah. weird. Uh, yeah, what is that? Like uh, It was like two weeks ago, his dad came out with these videos talking about Joe Rogan and how he's left him and disgraced and all these things and it was really the videos were weird and was it joe rogan's sister or sister-in-law sister sister and it comes off weird and you go run joe like you yeah if the videos come off where you go joe rogan you are justified with your decision to take a break from these people I will be sharing all of those videos to Joe Rogan's listeners, and then maybe we can convert a few of them over to our show. Just be like, hey, this is this is your messiah? This is the guy you look up to? This is White Oprah? No, 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 no. Listen, come, come and find white us. Oprah. <laughs> Haven't you ever heard him called that? Yeah, he's the, no. he's the white man Oprah. That's exactly what he is. I don't... Well, i got to be honest with you, Rudy. Uh, I, I just... I've met Joe a few times. He, what a prick. I've heard oh. many, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. what a little prick mm-hmm. he is. And remember when I first met you, because I didn't even notice your height or any of that stuff. You just, you know, the way you comport yourself, I don't look at it that way. But when someone like Joe Rogan acts like a tough guy, it's like, would you settle down? Uh, why, don't, why don't you and I go in and fight uh, 
uh, Muhammad Ali back in the day. See how both of us do it. And we could do it at the same time because we'd go, both get the piss beat out of us. So shut up about yeah. what a tough guy you are. Okay? Yeah. He, boy, people love him, though. Man, they, uh, why? they follow him. Every, everything that guy says, they hang on every single word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, didn't he just go after? Oh, Jesus. We're going to take a break here. But we'll, we'll, I promise to stay on time from now on. Isn't that a terrible promise? <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. One of these we'll days. We'll get there eventually. But yeah, yeah I, I just wanted to remind everybody again that thank you so much for the support of this. I mean, it's I, I, apparently, I don't want to get too nuts here, but I guess it's unprecedented. We had a big first couple of weeks. So please keep it moving. So I need to buy groceries for the family. <laughs> you know, that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 is a patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating uh, thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of the night. And more great news on the MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free offer with promo code TOM. MyPillow 2.0, with its temperature-regulating technologies, 100% made in the United States, comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square to receive the MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought my pillow couldn't get any better, my pillow two point gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code Tom or call eight hundred five one six five one four six to get your my pillow two right now. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant. The latest statistics are out for 2022, and although 48 states, including Minnesota, have texting and driving laws in place, many American drivers still take part in this dangerous practice daily. According to the National Safety Council, cell phone use while driving led to 1.6 million crashes, and nearly 309,000 injuries occur each year from accidents caused by texting while driving. Scariest of all, over 3,000 deaths are caused by texting and driving. And these are only the numbers that have been verified. Who knows how many more there actually were? The bottom line is this. In Minnesota, we have the hands-free law in place for a reason. To keep you and those around you safe. The simple solution is please don't text and drive. It's against the law. By practicing safe driving habits, you can break the cycle of distracted driving. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. Tom here. Why should your business work with my friends at North American Banking Company? Here's Minnesota hockey legend Winnie Brown of OS Hockey. North American Banking Company has really allowed our business to grow over the years because whenever we have a question, we have the convenience of being able to walk in or we know exactly who to call to get things done. To learn more about North American Banking Company, go to nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com. Or visit any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Now that you know, you can listen to the new Tom Bernard Morning Show online, or better yet, on the new Tom Bernard Show app. Let's tell you how to listen whenever you want to hear the show. It's called Podcasts. If you downloaded the Tom Bernard Show app, congrats. Just go to the stacked three-line icon, bottom right corner of the screen, and click on the word Podcasts. That's it. Choose one and listen whenever and wherever you want. If you're on your computer, go to the website, TomBernardShow.com. Click on Podcasts at the top. Choose Tom Bernard Morning Show. Every day's show will be there in its entirety, labeled the Tom Bernard Morning Show. 
So now you know how to podcast the show and listen on your schedule. The Whole Morning Show. You can also get each day's shows on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. But the best way to get all things Tom Bernard is at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. It's free and in your app store. This is the new Tom Bernard Morning Show. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use. It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Evidemment. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Little news, little information. My God, first half hour of the show blew by already. Um, got a text message. Got a bunch of friends listening. Rashawn Moore is a good friend of mine. Um, he has a 100% rating in brilliant black men category. What nice. do you think of that? Nice. 100%. That's all I'm saying. Now, Rashawn and I have become friends, met him through the Humphreys family. Uh, but, yeah, we've been... One time, and and it was one of those deals where I was so busy, I wasn't thinking about this or whatever, but a bunch of neighbors over, most of them white people, and Rashawn came over, black man in America today. But like I said, we're really good friends. So we get downstairs to watch a movie, and I go, oh, you know what we should watch? We should watch this movie. I put it in. They dropped the N-bomb about 10 times and he's looking at me like, eh, whatever. It's a movie. <laughs> that was so embarrassing. I was uh, like, oh, God, I didn't even think. I mean, it's just, oh, I don't know. I don't know I what should, it uh, is. It's not like you created the movie, but it's happened to me so many times where um, the nieces or nephews come over, and I'm like, this movie's hilarious. And I put it in, I'm like, this is inappropriate. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. exactly how I felt. like. Oh. Please don't say the end bomb again in front of Rashawn. Please, please don't do that. Please, please. <laughs> oh, stop. Just stop. But Rashawn wants to know something, and the two of you and our listeners can all join in. Oh, what's our number again for people to call in? Because people have been asking me they want to call in, and I keep forgetting to give them the number. All right. I'm grabbing it. Ugh. Okay, it well, is. I'm going to write it down. Hold on one second, because I'm going to write it down when you give it to me. Mm. Remember, I used to have a pen. What the hell ever happened to my pen? <laughs> Jesus. I just had one. Settle down, Joe Rogan. Damn, does that... Well, let me just tell you what a tough guy I am, because I can put you in a figure four leg lock. <laughs> Shut up, you lame brain. Ugh. I swear to God, what the hell did I do with my... Anyway, go ahead. 952-600-2575. That's 952-600-2575. Oh, Rashawn just sent me a picture of his baby. Oh, cute. Holy Christ. How long... His baby, the first baby, looks like he's about... Five for Christ's sake! It can't. No, it can't be. Right. I mean, I don't know why. Why couldn't be, you mean like? Well, 
Time flies too quickly. Oh. Oh, he thinks that baby's got a mustache. You're like, that baby can't be five. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Did it just come out? I was like, I'm so confused. <laughs> like, what the hell are you talking about? Don't show me that. I'm, I feel really old now. Aww. Rashawn Moore, my good friend, wants to know who is a good actor. Um, and, and, you know, we'll go to you guys first because... Hmm. I was thinking about it when I first glanced at it, so I want to hear who you guys think is a really good actor, and and then I got to think of somebody. Okay, so we were just talking about this, and I kind of went down a rabbit hole the other day. But Matthew McConaughey to me has really, really kind like the Dallas Buyers Club. We talked about it on True Detective. Mm-hmm. I don't think this was always the case, but I find him to be very talented. Okay. I'm going to probably screw up his last name, but Daniel Kalulia? He was the, the guy from Get Out. Oh, so talented. Yeah, really. He's been in all the Marvel movies. Uh, Tom, if you saw his face, you would go, I definitely know who that guy is. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm spacing on his name. He was in, he was in Black, uh, Black Panther. He's been in... He's very talented. Yeah, super. He does all the Jordan Peele movies right now. No wonder I've never heard of him. Hmm, okay. I yeah. cannot stand Jordan Peele's movies. Oh, really? Movies. God, they're boring as hell. Even Get Out? I thought it was terrible. Okay, because the guy I'm talking about is the lead actor from Get Out. Oh, he is? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why I don't know who you are. Okay. I don't know. I, I tried I tried to go to a couple of them. It's like, well, first of all, let me run something by you. If there was a knock at your door, well, I'll put myself in the position. If there was a knock at my door, and I answered my door, and it was me at the door, I wouldn't just stand there gawking. The door would be closed immediately, and we'd be going. There's a problem. <laughs> oh, you're 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 not get out, but the uh, I don't know what one it the was. us the, one. What's well, us? Yes, us is it's the one us. where you saw yeah the the double people um, film. Yes. Yeah. I, why would you answer the door to double people? And it was his whole family, right? Not just him. It was his whole family at the door, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, I, that would be too scary for me. I'd have to close the door immediately and go get a gun or something. Yeah, I see that. I respect that. But, you know, to tell you the truth, i got to be honest with you, it's not just Jordan Peele. I just don't think movie theater, and I love going to the movie theater, but I just think movie theater movies right now are terrible. There are two movies last night I looked at. Have you seen this? Um, got his Tom Hanks new movie. It's uh, uh, not... His name is Otto. My name is Otto. Is that the name of the movie? Yeah, it just Tom, came out. Tom yeah. Hanks, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, have you seen that? It looks terrific. I haven't seen it yet, but it looks really good. I haven't. Anyone? It, tough to see Tom Hanks in a role that where he's not America's dad. That's true. Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it, though. I have not seen it yet, and there was another one, but I can't remember the other one. There, there are a couple of movies on streaming. Streaming is kicking movies' ass. Oh, and, yeah. And I hate to see it happening to the movie theaters like that, because I love movie theaters. But streaming is just kicking their ass right now. Yeah, I'm, with, true? I'm with you. Yeah, I... I, we've been just, it's not even an option for us at the moment, but I, I would rather watch something at home currently. Yeah. Uh, is there a safety issue involved in that? Do you, trust, do you not trust being in an open theater with a bunch of people you don't know? No, not until you mentioned it. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Well, you know, doing a, a little new, recon for you. New fear unlocked. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't feel like, because I, I kind of live my life, I'm, I don't really think about that a lot. I, I, no, I'm oblivious no. off, often, but um, no, for us it's convenience. I we're we're in such a un, not unique. We're in that stage of our life right now. The idea of getting a babysitter or bringing her with yeah, all that is just yeah, too much. Yeah. And I'd rather just put her down at eight, watch something quick, and then go unconscious. 
You know what it had made us better for me? Hmm. If I had seen it at the Empress or the Broadway Theater in North Minneapolis and the audience kept screaming, don't go in there, girl. <laughs> See, that would have been fun. Maybe that's my problem now with movies like that. Is they're not as much fun because nobody talks back to the screen like they did my, child, my entire childhood. Yeah, do you I, think I miss that? I think you do, and I mean, I do. I think. What did I see with you that you? We saw in a theater, but you weren't quiet place. I saw oh, that yeah. with you and, and Alex and Catherine, and you. I thought you were gonna love it because it was that it was like that scary movie feel, but you were just so hung up on the logistics of it. I well, think you have to buy. You have to be. You're too. You didn't buy into the re, no. that reality. I will tell you exactly what she's talking about. The movie starts, and the family quietly is going across the bridge. One, one didn't one of them get killed immediately, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the little boy the little had some little, little toy that went off that he grabbed oh, from the right. store. Yeah. Okay, so they all they're walking along. And they're all being as quiet as they possibly can, and then they get to the to the uh, the falls, uh, the river falls. Okay, the waterfall. Because it's very loud there. So they could stand by the waterfall and they could talk and the monsters couldn't hear them. So we're about 60 seconds in the movie and I looked at Catherine and I said, why don't they just live by the waterfall? Build a house by the waterfall. If they can't hear you there, why would you live anywhere else? And like... I that have happened to me so many times in a movie where something bugs me and I go yeah. why why like I couldn't watch Jurassic World because I was like why would she still have her heels on like that, <laughs> and, and, and it yeah. sticks with you it's almost like getting something yeah. stuck in your teeth you're like uh uh-uh, uh 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 that person would have kicked those shoes off you know within two minutes and so I think that got stuck in you and you couldn't get, and I totally know what that is like. I thought you were going to say, these velociraptors were only two and a half meters in height. These velociraptors are way taller. This is so, so historically inaccurate. Was that funny? Because there's like bigger things we have to buy into and we accept. Sure. But sometimes those little logistics that somebody didn't look into, like Tom was like, he's right. Right away, you're kind of like, why wouldn't they just live there? And if that gets stuck in your brain... You're not accepting any of this reality. No. no. Hey, before we get to Kristen Bird, do you guys want to take a quick phone call? I'd love it. Okay, let's do it. Mike from Fairbone, Ohio, on line two. What's up, Mike? Mike, what's happening? Tom, Tom, I, I want to run some names by you because you and I know some of the same people, I think. Because you, you talked about Chad Hartman. He used to do CBA games in lacrosse on Wizard. Yeah. He did play-by-play for the lacrosse Cavers. I used to run the board for him, so I know Chad oh. Hartman. Okay. And, and then Tim, Mc, Tim McNiff used to do TV on Channel 8 in lacrosse before he went up to WTCN. And his, yep, wife, great Amy, his wife, Amy, what a sweetheart. We called her the Niffer. She did radio sales in the building. And then Flip Saunders coached the CBA team for a while with Don Zierden. You find me a nicer man than Flip Saunders, I dare you to. Oh, Flip but, great but, guy. Uh, but uh, Don Zierden, his assistant coach, his wife, Ann, did radio sales in mm-hmm. the building. And then when the country station switched to The Rock that Rudy was on, Kara West was there when it first started, 95.7 The Rock. So I, I know Kara West for 25, 30 years. So, yeah, you and I know a bunch of the same people. And then I do a little bit of open mic comedy here in Lacrosse, or here in Lacrosse, here in Dayton. And, uh, Chris Rock just bought the comedy club Wiley's in downtown Dayton a while ago. But uh, really, my 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 comedy godmother is Mary Mack. What a sweetheart she is! Oh yeah, but, uh, I love her, love her. But yeah, you no and I question. know some of the same people. And you talk about meeting somebody. 
when I was on home on leave from the Navy, I sat across the aisle from Carl Eller on a plane taking off out of Minneapolis to fly back to San Diego. And, and I, I'm in my little sailor suit because I always got served on the plane when I was in the Navy uniform. But uh, I look across the aisle. Here's Carl Eller, bad rug, you know, the big three-piece, you know, nylon suit and stuff. And sure. nostrils you could go nostrils you could go camping in. And I said, I dang, you're... You're Carl Eller. He goes, how'd you know that? I said, I used to watch you beat the crap out of my Packers all the time. I know I know who you are. But uh, <laughs> Love Carl, but, but, yeah, though. Carl's I, always been great. But, yeah, I, I, I do a little open mic down at Wiley's, and they said, yeah, Chris Rock just bought this place. So, yeah. but uh, There could no, be a I, problem. You and I, <laughs> you, 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 uh, well, I, I'm a white boy, so I, they haven't called me back since Chris Rock bought their place. Well, well, you know. Anyway, well. but I, no, I'm just kidding. But but uh, um, I'd like to meet you someday. How's that for ass kissing? Ah, huh? but but uh, it's not anyway. ass kissing. It's a nice thing you said. <laughs> not many people have ever said, "Gee, I'd really like to meet you, Tom." I haven't heard that a lot in my life. Let me when, put it that when, way. I started in radio in Lacrosse, and then for seven years I moved back up to Milltown, and and I was on Wixie, same as. I, I didn't know Ray Eric was on that station in Andrew, but yeah. they had a studio. Yep. They had a studio in Milltown, and I ended up being on the radio there doing the morning show. And I did play by play and stuff. And all my friends in town would say, "Yeah, we listen to Tom Bernard till he's done. Then we listen to you." <laughs> <laughs> oh well, thank you so much. Funny. Tom, thanks so much for calling. Um, Tom, you and I had a discussion about your your daughter uh, the other day. Is that not correct? Tom, no, different. This is Mike. Oh, this is Mike. I Mike, it was, yeah, no, nope. different time. Oh, yeah. Tom, Tom is the same, same situation. That's right. Tom, I've talked to Tom before too, though. Mm-hmm. Tom, you've called in, but we're not. I think you sent me a uh, text message or something. I believe. Oh, that Tom did. Oh, no, Mike did. Oh, Mike did. Oh, right on. Okay. No, I screwed this. Though. Okay, yeah. I screwed the whole thing. <laughs> Never mind. Right, Mike, gotta, thank I, you so much. We got to go to Kristen Bird anyway. We say do. Yes, we, we do. do. Absolutely. Yes. So that's okay. I, I just okay. Sorry about that. That's Thanks, okay. Mike. Yep. Have a good okay. day, sir. But yeah, yeah. One of these days. Uh, we'll get together and we'll go have lunch or something. That'd be great. I'd love doing that. Right on. Cool. All right. Gone. Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely and talented Kristen Burt. Why do I have Good to Good morning. How is everyone today? Uh, well, I'm not usually great on Tuesdays because I have to talk to you not once but twice on Tuesdays. It is a lot of KB. It really is, honestly. <laughs> a lot of KB. <laughs> I'm Why so sorry, is it? You know I want to dive right in this morning because I have a little follow up. I can barely hear yesterday. her. I'm bringing her up. She, there's a uh, yeah. yeah Kristen, can you mic. can you get a little closer to your mic or possibly? Can yeah. you hear me? There we go. Getting a little better. Okay. All right. Go for it. All right. We have a um, follow up to yesterday from we talked a little bit about obviously Chris Rock, but we talked about Jada Pinkett Smith and why he chose Baltimore. Um, to have the special because that's of course where Jada Pinkett Smith is from. Well, Jada sources close to Jada, which usually means her publicist, but you know they go unnamed. Spoke to People Magazine, and this was the greatest part of it. I, this quote was hilarious. This was a quote: Jada had ha- has had no part in all of this other than being heckled. Chris is obsessed with her, and that's been going on for almost thirty years. Look where he chose to film his Netflix. Special, her hometown of Baltimore, obsessed, end quote. 
And I, I just want to let you guys know, just one quick note on all of this. When things wind up in people, that means that it is a super reliable source. Like if this was like Us Magazine or maybe TMZ, it's going to be maybe someone not as closely related to the source. But this was likely Jada Pinkett Smith's publicist. And that's why people chose to run that quote. Oh, okay. I, I still, to this day, don't understand. We, we talked about this, and, and you, you know Catherine. You know the other KB, Catherine Brandt, Kristen Burt. You know, you got a club, the whole deal. But I, I talked about this earlier this morning. If somebody went on stage and started going after my wife, I wouldn't go up on stage and slap him. Catherine would go up stage and kick him right in the nuts. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have to defend her. Like you, I wouldn't have to defend you either, Kristen Burt. You're tough. <laughs> I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. I, I just, I, I, I'm sorry, but this scene is going on way, way, way too long, and I will go back to my original thought. This was all a setup to draw attention. I think it's all bullshit. I really do. Well, it's not. It was real. It was. I uh, promise you, it wasn't a setup. <laughs> this is going on way too long for it to be a setup. But uh, I, I will say that at this point, I just was like, hopefully, this was the 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 last word that we will hear on this. Of course, until Sunday when they mention it at the Oscars. Well, and again, nobody watches the Oscars anymore, and I think that's part of it as well. Nobody cares anymore about who wins an Oscar. I have to watch it, so. Well, yeah, it's your business. <laughs> I, have I, mean, I, I have to work. <laughs> I understand. But uh, seriously, do you, do you care who won the Oscar? I don't, who cares? I don't care. No, and Whatever. I think a lot of people don't remember. And, and again, no. social media ruins award shows anyway because yeah. you now have access to what they're wearing and what's happening beforehand, and the award show season's very long. It's been going on since December. This is the last one. We're kind of like limping to the finish, so. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I love movies. We, we talked about that many, many, many times. There are a couple of things that I want to say. Oh, there's a, a, a new Tom Hanks movie I wanted to ask you about. Something to do with Otto. Uh, O-T-T-O is his name in it. It was based on oh. the, I be- believe, Canadian novel, A Man Named Ove. Or, uh, yeah, I think a it was Man Ove Named Otto, Ove. I think it is. That yeah, but the original book. That a little book. while ago, didn't it? I don't know. I just it just popped up on Vudu, so I, I, I'm oh, gonna yeah. watch it tonight. Oh yeah, it's been out for a hot minute. It came and went oh, okay. really fast. It, it, you know, Man Called Auto is is the film, um, and it came and went yeah. really fast. Um, Tom Hanks didn't have a great movie year, which is really strange. No, he you know, didn't. He got criticized for his Colonel Parker. Impersonation, I guess impersonation is really what it became because he had that weird accent in Elvis uh, when normally he's so spot on. And so I'm so curious about that. But um, because, you know, I think for him, he probably thought that like playing Colonel Parker and Elvis was going to be his next Oscar nomination. And it wasn't. No, it's terrible. Um, Yeah. And I don't know. The original book, I think, is a Canadian writer. And the man, it's a man named Ove, Over of. Uh, I assumed his name was Ove or it's of Ove. or whatever. Yeah, it's Ove. I read it. It's yeah. It's it pretty, is Ove. Yeah, and it's a good book too. That's what I hear. Yeah. Um, yeah so so you read the book instead. Really, you don't you don't think it's good, huh? No, I mean it didn't get great reviews when it came out, and it, it literally was barely a blip on the radar when it comes to movies. Yeah, because I didn't even know it came out until yesterday. So there you go. It was barely a blip. You're right. Yeah. Uh, that's it's too just, bad. Yeah. Because it is too bad. It is too bad. But, that you know, sometimes it is. It's just better to read the book than see the movie because Hollywood will always do its own version of it. Here you go. Wait a minute. That's not, that's not how it went. 
No, you're right. I mean, you're you're 100 percent right about that. So, what else is happening in the business, Big Shot? All right. Well, this is what I, I was reading this this morning, and I was like, oh, this makes me sick to even think about. We know Hugh Jackman's going back to uh, play Wolverine. Could you handle this diet? This is what I want to know. You have to have about 8,000 calories a day. Oh, You're eating God. black bass, about 2,000 calories worth. Patagonia salmon, that's about 2,100 calories worth. Chicken burgers, around 1,000 calories each. And two grass-fed sirloins in a day. Just to bulk up to play Wolverine. No, I no, thank you. No, oh, I'd love it. Would you Would really? You? Yes, because I'm, I'm I'm such a tiny man that I can't I can't eat a lot. If I get too many extra calories in me, I just balloon up. So the fact mm-hmm. that if there was somebody there at my house every day making me salmon and black cod or whatever it is that you trust me, I would be at eight thousand calories a day would be no problem. I mean, Christ, half the time I get a half a glass of wine in me and I plow through twelve hundred calories worth of Girl Scout cookies. So trust me, sure. having somebody around that might actually know what they're doing when it comes to food, oh be that would be the best but it's so restrictive too remember like you can't have those girl scout cookies while you're doing this because he's trying to get cut um which leads me to there was an article and i'm literally going back 10 years because i looked it up hollywood reporter did what they call basically uh hollywood like male actors and their dirty little secret of how they bulk up because they're always like i have this diet i have this chef and i you know i work out like six times a day but the dirty little secret is oftentimes if they're not doing steroids, because they'll always say I'm not doing steroids, they're oftentimes doing like human growth hormones or other performance enhancing drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know, of course, you know, we're not talking about Hugh Jackman here or anything else. But um, one thing that always stood out to me is that one of the trainers said the trouble is that a six pack after the age of 40 is almost impossible unless you're genetically gifted. It's like impossible sure. to maintain. You can achieve it, but it only stays there for a short time. Yeah, that makes sense. I think, I think the problem that I had, listening to you guys talking about that, was it all. I literally, and I really never thought much about this, but looking back now all these years, I would not like that diet because I was forced to eat fish every Friday as a little Catholic boy. And I just promised myself, when I don't have to do this anymore, I'm never eating fish again. I do remember thinking that. And, you know, you you're know? not eating the fish with all the good sauces either. There's no cheese sauce on that. There's no butter no. sauce. This is no. just grilled protein. Do you think that's what it is, though, that I just got so sick of having tuna fish sandwiches every Friday, three meals, that, that I just... Because just, I do remember thinking, I'm not going to eat this and when I grow up, and I'm not doing this. It's not going to happen. And then they I change the rule. Things, if I eat things two days in a row, I'm done. I would never yeah. laugh on that diet. <laughs> I know. It's so I funny. Know. And especially if you have kids nowadays, because my daughter, she's uh, 14, but at the age of seven, she was like, uh, we shall be having the sushi and miso salmon tonight, old man. There will be none of this macaroni and cheese from Kraft. Oh, no, 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 oh, no. Well. Yeah. Because I, I didn't eat sushi until I was almost, uh, I want to say, 31 was the first time I had ever even tasted it, but my that was what we did for like my daughter's fifth birthday. I'm like, what do you want? Do you want to go to Chuck E. Cheese? You know, mm-hmm. do you want to go to McDonald's? What do you want? And she was like, no, 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 we're we're going down to Saka, and that's where we're gonna we're gonna plow down you know a th- hundred bucks worth of sushi. Kids nowadays, their palates are so wildly different. Very mm-hmm. sophisticated. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what? You just brought up the exception. You're. I didn't even think about that. I will eat sushi. I love sushi. 
So I don't know why that is. Because it's not just the, the, a fish sandwich or something. That's the I don't like... Like, if it's in sushi, that's great. If it's in something else, like tuna casserole's fine. It's by itself. I'm like, ugh. Whatever. I can't eat tuna from a can, but I can eat, like, grilled oh, fish. Oh, God, no. I can eat sushi, but tuna yep. from a can, I'm out. No? Oh, see, there you go. Just the no, no tuna casserole for me. I, but you know what? I also hate mayonnaise. I can't even look at it. I'm one of those no. weird people. I know. I'm the same way. I'm not a big fan of mayonnaise either. And my not husband hides it in the all. fridge. I'm like, I cannot look at it. Please put it in the back dark corner that no one goes to. <laughs> so not I even. I know it's, it's something weird. It's just like so weird that I'm like, I can't even like say the word mayo, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so not even a deviled egg. You can't even go deviled egg. No nope. eggs. Oh, no. nope. And I will say, like, I haven't liked eggs since I was a kid. I've tried them over and over again because I feel like I'm missing out on that brunch ritual, you know, that omelet that ever, you know, on Sundays with your, like, mimosa. No, nope, I'm like the girl with the waffle. Hmm. All right. Well, good to know. I guess we're not going to brunch. Thanks, Kristen. I, why can't I have my waffle? <laughs> no, you can't have it, obviously. <laughs> so rude. I'm being excluded from the omelet club. This is an egg brunch <laughs> only. It's so rude, yeah. The egg club. Mm-hmm. I'm not a member. Yeah. So I, I have, have to a ask question. Brit. Oh, wait, I have to ask Brit something since I know she's a reality show fan. I'm ready. Um, a really big story broke on Friday. Are you a Vanderpump Rules fan? Girl. I have now we've converted one of our bedrooms into where I just have string and pins and pictures following the Ariana Scandaval. Um it's ninety percent of my brain now. I made uh, flashcards for my husband and I did it over FaceTime. I'm like, Tom and Ariana. So for anyone who doesn't know, there's a big cheating scandal going on. A couple that's been together for nine years. Um, One of the guy was having an affair with another one of their castmates and they're all friends and and everything else. And it's, we will fall down the rabbit hole if we even talk about it. Um, But this has gotten so big that it, you know, normally reality shows get covered like a little bit on, you know, social media. Yeah. All every single like entertainment outlet is covering this. People are going absolutely nuts, and uh, I just had a feeling that Britt was probably spending her time like I am on social media, deep diving on this. Yeah, I mean, I've I was one of those unfortunate people that I didn't have to look up anybody's names. I know them all. It's like that's my hobby, and um, the worst part about it, Tom, is that. He was relying on his friend because there was a cheating scandal with uh, Tom Sandoval and Ari um, and and Raquel. So Sandoval re- relied on his friend Tom Schwartz to take the fall and act like he was actually the one cheating with her. And that's what's so wild. It's like the cover up is now worse than the crime. And. You know, like Kristen said, we could go into deep dives about this, but that's the main thing you need to know is that they're the worst. And I think the one thing, too, so many people are so used to reality shows being manipulated and produced. This was a group of people that came on the air already friends. They were Mm -hmm. already working at, it was Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant, Sir. They no longer work there. They, you know, they're rich now. But I, this is less manipulated than like maybe a real Housewives Mm storyline where they kind of like, oh, I need to stay on the show. I need to like manufacture some drama this season. Um, you take a look at Vanderpump Rules. This is actually their lives. Like, that's it. And so, um, and there's real businesses affected by this too, because there's three restaurants kind of in the mix with all of this. And some people are boycotting. Some people are probably going on the Vanderpump Rules, like bar crawl because of it. So it'll be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. And Bravo TV has had to like go 
and bring the cameras back up and go, we're going to add extra episodes because this is playing out now in real time. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So everything else good? Everything else is good. Tom is like, oh my gosh, my brain hurts from that. <laughs> I know, Vanderpump. <laughs> it's not a good time to be a Tom, though, I'll tell you, in the Vanderpump oh, yeah. world. Yeah. No. I don't know anything about that stuff. I just, that, that stuff fascinates me. Is, is it kind of soap opera-y? Oh, yeah. It's exactly why the daytime oh, is. soap okay. operas don't do well anymore. Housewives, okay. Vanderpump Rules have taken over. Oh, okay. Well, there you, because they used to be all over TV midday, and I don't watch midday TV, but I don't really see them listed much anymore. No, at, at a certain point, there were 14 like soap operas on the air. There yeah. are now three on Broadcast Network. Two of them are on CBS, one's on ABC, and Days yeah. of Our Lives has already moved over to Peacock. Every time you say that, I think of Fred Sanford. I do. Lionel walk in. Dad, what are you watching? Days of our lives. <laughs> Remember, he would always say, days of our lives. <laughs> I love that. All right, young lady, we will talk to you. Oh, God, i got to put up with you again later. Oh, yeah, I'll see you a little later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks a lot. <laughs> Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, we'll take a break. Ladies and gentlemen, right back. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with the brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulated thread. And it's fantastic, by the way. I got a bunch of the MyPillow 2.0s. Fantastic. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you will ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of the night. And more great news on the MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free offer with promo code TOM. MyPillow 2.0 with its temperature-regulating technology is 100% made in the United States and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to receive the MyPillow 2.0 buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code TOM or call 800-516-5146 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. When you need someone to listen, a lawyer you know and trust. If you've never been in an auto accident, it's hard to know what to expect from the insurance adjuster. Here are some tips. One, if they taught you about whether or not you should hire a lawyer, it's a good sign that you probably should. Two, it's illegal for them to give you any legal advice. They aren't lawyers and they aren't licensed to practice law. Three, if they tell you that everyone involved in the accident is at fault, they're wrong. This comes from the belief that you're at fault for just being on the road. That's nonsense and not supported by any law. Finally, remember that friendly adjusters are often just gaining information. They want you to do most of the talking so they can file their report. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Brian. Tom Bernard here. You might not know this about me and about my family, but we're kind of Nissan strong. 
I say that because I own a Nissan Altima from Walzer Nissan. I love it. My son Andy owns a Nissan Rogue Sport from Walzer Nissan. And my daughter-in-law, Melissa, yep, you guessed it, drives a Nissan Kicks. And Cart's grandson, Ethan, safely around town, also purchased at Walzer Nissan. You want to know who else is Nissan strong in the Twin Cities? Walzer Nissan and their trifecta of stores. Down south, GM Dan Resch at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville. West of the Metro, just off Highway 12 and Wyzetta Boulevard is Casey Novotny's Walzer Nissan Wyzetta. And in Coon Rapids' north side of Highway 10 and Round Lake Boulevard, Jay Buck runs the show at this Nissan store. This month at all three Nissan dealerships, score 0% financing on Rogues, Altimas, and Pathfinders with up to $1,500 available loyalty cash on select models. Nissan strong and loyal like me. Me and my family. Even if you're just Nissan curious, go to Walzer.com and select the Walzer Nissan store nearest you. I'm due for an oil change. Maybe I'll see you there. 0% financing for 36 months, $27 per month per 1,000 finance on approved credit. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. A little news, a little information. It is 7.55 right now, five minutes till 8 o'clock. Um, you know, I've had, this, I've had this cold now for about a week. So I'm wondering if uh, it's gotten better, but it's still not great. And I'm I'm on what is this stuff called? Um, cocaine? Heroin? No, it's not heroin, not cocaine. It's some kind of acetaminophen or something like that. Oh, like a Mucinex? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I, I I can't really find the name. I think this is just the Walgreens model of Mucinex is what this is sure. that I'm holding. I think so. So I'm a little you know brain dead anyway. But when when Mike was on the air. And I apologize to Mike for for uh, uh, you know getting things off track for a second there. But but Mike and Tom sound a lot alike, and I mean they're that whole delivery, that very kind of Minnesota Wisconsin delivery thing. (laughs) But I think Tom's in Ohio now, if I remember correctly. But I told you guys a story about when Tom called in and talked about his daughter, didn't I? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. You and did. I got very distracted by that. I don't know if it's a combination of the Mucinex and the sadness over oh. that deal and the fact that they sounded so much alike. Stop. You talk to a million people a day. Nobody. It's nothing, Tom. Don't beat yourself up. Even Mike well, was fine with it. He's no, totally he understand. Yeah. But uh, very quickly to catch people up who are new listeners up, uh, Tom came on the afternoon show and uh, talked quite a bit about his daughter and how happy he was to be with her because he, w- he got sick and she came home from college to take care of him. Was with him for ten days, ten straight days. Uh, left and was killed in a car accident. And Tom took the route. I'm not sad. I got to spend the last ten days of my daughter's life with her, and that makes me very happy. I will never ever get over that statement. Yeah. You know the strength that takes to say something like that. Yeah. I. I am such a baby. Ever me since too. Gogo was born, I like the oh, I, yeah. even when somebody starts telling me about their kid getting a cold that made them nervous, I'm like a puddle. So I'm worthless. Oh, yeah. So I just wanted to straighten that out. I, I, you know, Mike was a great guest and all the rest of it, but but it just the, the sound of his voice triggered my brain on Mucinex to think about about Tom again. So. Yeah, you're fine. Don't don't. Uh. Don't get hung up on it. Mike didn't care. Mike's been in broadcasting. Mike understands. No, that's true. It, well, you're, that's true. Nobody is holding on to that. I mean, it's not like you called Brittany by your old co-host name or anything like that. <laughs> like yesterday when I was on Mucinex, you mean? Yeah, I don't think I should take Mucinex because I'm like, oh, you know, I was talking to Wolfman Jack it's yesterday. Fine. <laughs> it's no, fine. No, honest to God. Me on, because I don't usually take medication ever. 
I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't take medication. I don't do drugs. I don't do any of that stuff. I'm boring as a son bitch. So when I put stuff in my system, it does affect my thought process and, and my brain. There's no doubt about it. Honest to God, at least I didn't call it the other name. That would have been much worse. But you know, what? What you're talking about? Uh, I don't either. Yeah, it's been happening a lot lately. People talk about the COVID fog. That yeah. If you had COVID at some point, you, you, you just you can't keep up. I've I've noticed. That. I don't know about you guys, but I'm at that age now. When I turned 42, if I could not remember something, I would work diligently to find the information. Oh, yeah. And now, yep. if I can't remember something, I'm like, I guess that's just gone. That's dead to that's, me. I, I don't know what that is anymore, and I don't care. I have so much information coming at me at one time. Your brain right. only has enough room for so much. And after a while, you're like, I'm, I'm sorry, person I went to high school with that I don't remember. I don't know. I'm on a I'm on a big morning show and I got a lot of shit to take care of. So I apologize if right. I don't remember that I sat next to you in English class. Sorry. And then they get offended by it. You know, they do that move. Do you remember me? Do you remember me? I don't. Yeah. I, to be yeah. honest, I, I I don't know who I am half the time. Well, Catherine says that to me. Honey, remember? No, I don't remember you. Who are you? <laughs> what? <laughs> I honestly might be the luckiest man ever born because I, I married this beautiful woman who has this great, strong personality, and she does not hesitate to go, Tom, why don't you blow it out your ass and then move on? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm still. I love that. I still love the settle down, Joe Rogan. That's just <laughs> funny. That's just, I don't care who you are, that's funny. It is very, very funny. So, you know. Now, we were talking earlier, the, the thanks to all of you, the show is doing very, very well, and we were looking at some numbers and all that stuff, and I, I told Catherine the story to bring it up, and she said, once you settle down there, Joe Rogan, <laughs> <laughs> who has 11 million downloads, by the way, 11 yeah. million. Oh, yeah. That's a lot, yep. I would say. Uh, you, you know the show's going well because my mother listens every day. Oh, she does? Yeah, every day. Now, where's your mother live? Hibbing, northern Minnesota. Oh, she does still live up in Hibbing. No, you grew up not in Hibbing, but where? In Hibbing, yeah. I grew up. Yeah. Oh, you did in Hibbing. I, yeah. I thought it was up in that area, but well, yeah. it was Hibbing. Yeah. Hibbing High so School. So you and Mikhail hang out? You know, every now and again, I'd go up there. I haven't seen him in a long time, but every now and again, I'd go up there, and he would be three sheets to the wind inside Sammy's Pizza, just oh, plow, sure. plowing through like a large pepperoni. <laughs> And everybody, everybody in there would just be eyes on him, like that's Kevin McHale. I was like, well, how do you know? Well, I don't know. He's the only seven footer, like drunkenly eating pizza right now. So that's how we know. But I haven't seen him in a long time. But I, I do believe he still has a place up there. But I don't know. It's been a oh, while. I'm sure he does. Yeah, yeah I'm sure he does. Mm -hmm. Well, you'd enjoy this. Last time I saw Kevin McHale, he was really pissed off at me and was got got kind of threatening actually. And I thought. Tom, what do you do in life? You piss off seven foot tall giants. Why? What is that? What did you do? I don't know. I criticized the team or his coaching or something. It's my job to do that. So if it pissed you off, tough shit. Yeah, absolutely. I don't care if it pissed you off. Mm -hmm. But still, the I, I thought to myself, it literally occurred to me, unless I get inside his reach, I'm screwed. You know, if he can <laughs> yeah. extend his arms, you're done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's all there is to it. But. Yeah. Uh, you know, even though he is a Hibbing guy, I've heard he is a little rough around the edges at oh, times. Oh, yeah. However, oh, yeah. he's got one of the best episodes of Cheers ever when he's counting the rivets in the floor. Yeah. When he makes the bet, that might be one of the best moments of Cheers history. So I'm kind of attached to the guy for not only from Me Hibbing, too. but also because of that episode. So, 
Mm-hmm. I'll tell you flat out, that uh, Celtics team was my favorite basketball team of all time, and Kevin McHale was a huge part of that. I loved watching that, that guy play basketball. I really did. Loved it. Yeah, between him, Bird, Parrish, man, those three together, that was yeah. lights out. Ugh. Pretty good club, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, <laughs> so man. Kevin, if you're listening, I'm surprised. But anyway, <laughs> moving forward. So I don't know. Once in a while, by the way, I disappear because I have to cough. And I really wish this thing would go away. It's been a week now. Could you just go away? Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah, but man, I'll, I, uh, I don't want to tell you this. Go ahead, Brittany. It's fine. It's going to be a couple weeks, Tom. <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake. Two more weeks? I mean, two more or just one more? I wish you well, sir. Um, me, me and, I'm hyperventilating. I know. I know. Me and Rudy and I, everyone I know, they've just been, it's just been holding on. I still have this nose that will not stop. I randomly yeah. go to talk and I'm like, mm-hmm. That's normal. Though. I was just, I knew you were going to say that. I was no, like, you didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> I hate you. No, it, um, and everybody is claiming I have COVID. I don't have COVID. I tested for it and it says I don't. But are those tests even all that accurate? I don't think so. But also, like, yeah. we are at a point where there are, st- there's, there's gunk going around. That's, it's, it's just icky. Like yeah. it, it could not be, yeah. it might not be COVID, but it's just icky gunk. We got icky gunk. Mm-hmm. Remember how we used to treat COVID like it was the end of the world. Yeah. And now oh, yeah. like, like three weeks ago, a friend of mine had called and was like, uh, Hey, so, uh, I know we were all supposed to go to the movie, but uh, I tested positive for COVID. I was like, great. You want to do the seven or nine 30? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think anybody cares anymore at this point. No. It's just like you test positive. You're like, well, it's, we've kind of figured out that it doesn't, as long as you're not at high risk and you're not elderly you're fine you're gonna be fine it's gonna suck for a few days you're gonna get through it but it was amazing like the turnaround and especially the people that were like you know my sister was you need to wash the groceries before you bring them in it was like okay well calm down everybody relax i don't think we need to scrub down the groceries before we bring them in the house you don't know how this thing spreads i'm like i think we're gonna be okay but now but now she's also the same way like whatever man kids have germs you go to daycare you come back everybody gets sick it's fine well world governments lied to us they flat out lied to us to make money Mm -hmm. did you see how much money those medical companies made Holy yeah. God, what, trillions of dollars or whatever it was? Yep. I, I just, can we stop scamming? And you actually did kill some people with your bullshit. So are you happy with it? You made a lot of money, but people died. I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, now I got this third arm I don't know what to do with. Like, exactly. thanks thanks a lot, vaccine. Jeez. Ah. Okay, know. sorry to bring the room down, everybody. <laughs> no, no, you're not bringing the room down because I, I look at this whole thing. Americans getting involved in Chinese medicine to make a profit, uh, is that a good idea, do you think, in any way, shape, or form? No. We funded it, for Christ's sake. Americans, we American taxpayers funded that stuff that, that uh, I don't know if it escaped from the lab or was released from the lab or if it was intentional. I mean, that, it could be they did that on purpose, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, sometimes I think about the benefits of the last three years, and I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of okay with just sitting at home now. You just got well, used to it, you know? 
I remember you told me you said for three years you didn't have to talk to Brittany, and yet it was wonderful. The best three years ever. He's yeah. the best years of his life. Absolutely. Living yeah. his best life. Yeah. Brittany, she's the worst. Yeah. Uh, no, I think there is something to be said. We Our lives change. Some things for the yep. better, and I some things for the worse. I think we uh, had to... Uh, I've been married for four years, most of which have been during COVID. And that yeah. is rough. Mm. Yeah, you find out things about people you didn't even know you knew before yeah. you married them. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, here we I are. I suppose it's true. Yeah, Sticking. we'll get through it all. Most of us have like an extra 15 we just cannot get off from COVID. I don't know if you've noticed, but everybody oh, is yeah. just carrying yeah. like a double chin right now. And it's so, I don't think anybody cares anymore. No. Oh, we're just so past it. Like, whatever. I guess this is, I just, I jiggle now at the beach. I, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry to take my shirt off. I just jiggle now. Okay. That's where we're at. I mean, I gained 60 to 70 pounds. Um, but I also had a human inside of me that was usually, but, um, no, I think it's funny. The acceptance that we have in our body is, is kind of cool. I like that. I like thinking about that. Mm -hmm. It's not bad. Yeah. Well, We'll see how it all works out. Well, we just, the, the report just came out a couple of days ago that American, 52% of Americans are obese now. There you go. 52%. <laughs> We're killing it in the game. You're welcome. But I do think I do think Rudy's point is well made, that I think COVID had a hell of a lot to do with some of that. I mean, not all 52%, obviously. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people just... I put on another, I think, 20 pounds in the, in the last few months from that crap being... You know, and now I'm going to have to get it off this summer as soon as I feel well enough to go. I still walk a lot, but I need to get some harder exercise. But if you can't breathe through your nose, that's kind of a bitch to do. Oh, yeah. If you can't work out, you're, I mean, if you can't breathe, you're screwed. That's why, like, when people were going to the gyms with masks, I was like, have fun with that. (laughs) I will be here. Right. but yeah, I think I think we're in a good place, about to warm up here, and yep, we're just gonna move and groove. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you can't worry about that stuff. I, like I said, if I'm gonna be sick for another week or two weeks, then I'm gonna be sick. There's nothing I can do about it. So why worry about it? Just chill. Just yeah, chill. Exactly. Just take that mucinex and be completely confused for the next ten days, and things will all work out. Well, listen here, Bill. <laughs> See, we're off to a great <laughs> start. He gets Bill <laughs> lucky. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, if anything, during the next couple of days, you can sit around and watch the state hockey tournament because that starts tomorrow. I don't oh, know that's if you, fun. Yeah. God, the state hockey tournament. Is Louie Nanny still doing the commentary, isn't he? Absolutely. He does all the double-A games. I believe he does all the double-A games on the second night. Or fr- I don't think he does all the games anymore. He's kind of no, pulled back not. a little bit, yeah. But, oh, yeah, no, he's still in the mix. Absolutely. They just did a piece on him. I think Channel 5 did a piece on him, if that's Chris Eggert. But they talked about his whatever it is, like, you know, 60-plus years being involved with the state hockey tournament. Annoying. Do you guys know the Nanny family at all? Mm-mm. Now, I know Lou. I see him in the hallway every now and again. Oh, yeah. There you go. Well, yeah. one of these days when things settle down this summer, I'll, maybe Catherine and I will have a little uh, a gathering at the house. Tino Lettieri, his son-in-law, you know, his lovely daughter. We're really good friends. Marty, Nanny, and I are really good friends. The, the two families, the Nanny family and my family, get along really, really well. It's just quite an interesting family to be around because they did not leave their Italian heritage behind. I will tell you that. <laughs> that did not get left behind. Sure. What, just, uh, wonderful. What was his son-in-law's name? 
His real name is Martire Littieri. Oh, that's got, that's a hockey player, is it not? Either that or an F1. No, soccer. Oh, I was going to say soccer or Formula One. That sounds yeah. very European, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He Yeah, he was born in Bari, Italy. Oh, man. In the heel of the boot in Italy. Uh, moved to Montreal at a, as a 12-year-old to play professional soccer. <sighs> that name is so I good, mean, I can't even pronounce it. Tino Lettieri. Oh, man. Some people did get all the luck. They get Tino Tittieri, and then some people get Nate Johnson. Oh, man. Nate Johnson's yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> well, what the hell. No, we'll have a party. Well, I think I'm, I might want to have a party to get everybody introduced to everybody else anyway. Just, you know, when you change jobs and all that, it's usually a good idea to get together. But I, I'm very, very lucky. The one thing, the only sadness about that whole thing is uh, the... Uh, the nannies lost one of their boys, was one of the nicest men you'd ever want to meet, and then Vince Flynn died around the same time. That was a bitch for that, because we were really good friends with, you know, Vince and Lisa Flynn and the Latieris and Catherine and me, and you go on the list. To lose two guys, Michael was such a nice man. Isn't that a bitch? Why yeah. do you have to die? What the hell's that? I don't know. I don't think we're going to solve that today. Yeah. I don't think we are either. I think you're probably right about that. We can get the Chinese on it, though. They can figure it yeah. out for us. Yeah. 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 yeah, there you go. When you have that stuff happen back to back, our one side of the family, we had uh, yeah. my cousin's uh, mother had passed away. And then two weeks after that, his brother passed away. And then two oh, weeks Jesus. after that, his father passed away. Stop. So imagine in a month, it was literally weekend to weekend to weekend, every other yep. week, somebody in the family that you were close to just passed away. It kind of Ugh. felt like this is God's way of doing this all at once, so you don't have to keep putting up with this over the next couple of years. You know? It kind of yeah, just... maybe. It, it felt like if we're going to go through all this, we're just going to give it to you right now, and you're going to deal with it. You're, gonna, you're already in grief. So you might as well just keep at it, it because I don't want to do this again, you know, 18 months from now. No, I understand. Uh, no question about that. You just slog through life and it is what it is, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I find this fascinating. You sent me a story this morning. Um, I almost called you that name again. No, I did not. <laughs> but in any case, uh, Brittany just sent me a, a story. Uh, Hulu finally kills Devil in the White City. Oh, so they did actually, because they were thinking about making it, but now they've killed it there, too. Yeah, because you read this book, right? I. Yes. Yes. You and I really love this author. He's very talented at writing with historical facts, um, incorporating that in his writing. And we've been wanting this movie made for a long time, Devil in the White City. And I don't know how many times it's got passed around to different yeah. networks yep. and producers and or production companies. And I saw this and I got so disheartened. No, I understand. Over the years, a number of seemingly cursed TV projects have been stuck in development hell for years before ultimately coming out, like Snowpiercer or Why the Last Man. There are countless other cursed TV projects that never make it uh, to our TV screens. And now there's another one to add to the list. Variety says Hulu's adaptation of Eric Larson's The Devil in the White City has officially been canned. Or if you'd prefer a more colorful metaphor, it has been turned into H.H. H. Holmes' famous murder castle. And, you know, murdered. Mm -hmm. What? Yep. Okay. This comes after years of setbacks for the adaptation going back to 2015 when it was announced as a movie directed by Martin Scorsese. That's not a bad start when you got Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese involved. I'd watch the hell out of that. Yeah, I would imagine. That movie became a TV show a few years later, and director Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio became director Todd Field and star Keanu Reeves a few years after that, with Marty and Leo staying on as producers. 
but it all began to fall apart even more last October when Field and Reeves both dropped out. Now, what what's the problem here? I don't know. Brittany. I don't know. I, I the only thing I can think of is there's these books I've read in my life that I feel like would be hard to replicate. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I worry that this one, because it has two stories going on at the same time that coincide. It's the World's Fair and this uh, the murderer, um, H. Holmes. And I think it would be very hard to make this well. And I think sometimes maybe it's the material. But sometimes, and we all know this in this industry, things are just cursed. And this feels like yeah. one of those movies that by the time it's made is going to be such crap because they had to like cut and make these, you know, adjustments and wiggle and make it, you know, uh, likable to everybody that it's going to be garbage. You know what amazes me most about H.H. H. Holmes? Hmm. He built an entire hotel just so he could kill people. It's a lot of work. <laughs> like, what? We haven't even put it the trim in the baby room. And this... This guy is making trap doors, elaborate rooms. You're right. It's ambitious. He, he built a hotel so he could murder people. In it. Like, what He's got, the hell? He commits to his hobbies. That's for yes. sure. It's right on the Chicago River, if I remember correctly. Or it's yes. not right on. It's right next to the river. But Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, well, so they're not going to make the movie. I really like Keanu Reeves. You guys like watching Keanu's movies? Yes. Everything about that guy. Likeable. Yeah. 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 Super likable. Yeah. I agree. Um, you know, we're talking about John Lastman yesterday in the Chucker. He he interviewed Dog Star, which was Keanu Reeves' band, and Keanu was on on the uh, interview on KQ back in the day. Yeah. And the great part of it was, the Chucker and Lastman just kept going after him, saying this really stupid stuff. And Keanu Reeves would just laugh. He didn't get pissed off at all. He thought it was hilarious. He's one which, of those people in Hollywood. Everyone says is just lovely, and he doesn't doesn't react much. Won't get involved. Right. Never, you never hear anything bad about him. No, I agree with you. I, I like his work, and you, people all like him, from what I can tell. Anyway, I want you to do me a favor because this was a suggestion from Brittany, and I think you're right on the money. If we can get this man on the air, I would love to uh, date Robert. The date Robert man? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was Rudy's. Yeah, Rudy was doing some Facebook stalking and threw that up there. He is on the case. Uh, oh, so Rudy, that was you that said we could get yep. him on as a guest. Yeah, yep, I, yeah. I would, I would. I'd love to. Yeah, I, I, let I, me, I'll drop my line here before we go to Chris Eggert and see if I can get him on uh, right after Chris, maybe 845. I think it's a great idea, sure. but he's... He looks pretty snazzy in his cowboy hat and sunglasses, I'll tell you that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you guys know what we're talking about, there was a Wisconsin man that bought a billboard that said, Date Robert, he's looking for a wife. And there's a couple of updates to the story. But his phone number's out there, so I'm just going to call this dude and be like, Hey, man, obviously you're just over the river. You must know who we are. Let's bring you on the air so we can chat about this. So hopefully we can no. get him on. Yeah. I should mention, he didn't want to talk about getting married. He He just said... He's looking for, what, didn't he say something like, I'm looking for the last honest woman? Yeah, here it is. Looking for a local honest woman. Oh, God. Aren't we all, Bob? Aren't we all? Don't look here. <laughs> I love this guy already. I don't even, never even talked to him, never met him, but I love him already. Yeah, right so on. we can get him. Let's get that done. That's a wonderful, wonderful idea. Sure. We'll take a break. Be right back. Channel 5 Eyewitness News. Chris Eggert will join us right after this. 
Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Somkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. I know them, trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience member, FDIC, and equal housing lender. Sponsored by BetterHelp. You ever feel overwhelmed, anxious, or just need someone to talk to? BetterHelp is here to help. Their platform connects you with licensed and experienced therapists who can support you in achieving your mental health goals. Here's where it gets cool. With BetterHelp, you can schedule sessions from the comfort of your own home or really anywhere you are and at a time that works for you. No more worrying about traffic or long wait times in a therapist's office. BetterHelp therapists specialize in a range of areas from anxiety to depression to relationships and self-esteem. Plus, their service is more affordable than traditional therapy with no hidden fees or long-term commitments. And the best part, like I said before, you can do it from anywhere you are. Seriously, if you have an internet connection, you can use BetterHelp. Don't wait any longer to prioritize your mental health. Visit BetterHelp.com today to start your journey towards a happier, healthier you. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash B-Dub today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash B-D-U-B. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. (laughs) Jeez, it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. 122 million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. (laughs) That looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We are. I'm getting tons and tons of messages sent to me. I don't know where they're sending them to the, I don't know, maybe to Hubbard or something, but they're getting sent along. People are really liking the show. I mean, not you two, but you know. Understandable. Mm-hmm. That makes two more people. <laughs> Not big fans of us. So great. There's two more people, so it all works out in the end. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Yeah, a bunch of tons of listener comments. Good. Like what? Um, Anything in there? Um, I think it's most most of them that were sent sent to me because people are surprised and in such a good mood. It's been so long. Sure. Get that. Maybe that's what. No, they really like the the kind of the three of us together. So that's really nice to hear. That's a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not they're not wild about Chris Eggert, but you know, <laughs> same, <laughs> same, <laughs> same. I got. I feel kind of sad right now. So I, you know, we're going over this deal with. I got had this thing now for eight days, and it's going to be another two. What, did you say one or two weeks? Brittany. Brittany. It's that. Uh... I think one week? One or two weeks. She were talking about how sick you're going to be. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'm saying that, like, I optimistically am saying one week. Oh, really? Because I want you to stay in this good mood. Could you tell? 
<laughs> I am. I'm it's, in a really good mood. It's, it's, it's working, obviously. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Tom. It's going to be a while. But just hold on. Yeah. And uh, I, I like Mucinex, Tom. I have no problem with it. Well, if I wouldn't call people by the wrong name, I'd like it too. That'd be good. Gosh. <laughs> I've been called. I've come from seven kids. You're fine. So Catherine just opened the door and let uh, Jude into the studio because Jude doesn't feel well today, so he wants to wants to sit in here and stare Aww, at me. Oh, the babies! So I have to get up because she left the door open. Yeah. Can you hear that noise and the rumbling in the background? A little bit, sure. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Let me let me close the door there, right. Turtle Dove. I'll be right back. In the meantime, we can introduce Chris Eggert from 5 Eyewitness News. What's happening, bud? How are you? Hi, how are you guys? Things are all right, man. Things are going well. Just uh, just go- chilling, you know. What's going on with the Mucinex? I missed that. Tom has been a little under the weather lately, and he took some Mucinex, and because of the Mucinex, it is starting to mess with his brain a little bit because he's calling everybody uh, by the wrong name, and he's referencing different phone calls that aren't taking place. And then he called Brittany. What did he call you? Chelsea the other day? What did he call Chelsea. Call that was it. it was Candace Chelsea. or something? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. No. Um, what's funny is Tom drugged up is like, Britney at a hundred percent, so we're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're mm-hmm. Right there, shoulder to shoulder. No Welcome. question about it. <laughs> no, it's great to know, Chris, that I'm going to have that for at least another week or two. That's really great news. Yeah, yeah I, I a couple of years ago, I was just feeling rotten in the morning, and I took. I think I doubled down. I did a Mucinex, and I took some some of that uh, cough syrup or something. And I I think what the kids call it is robo tripping. Yeah. Where you trip out on oh. Robitussin. Like, I, I, I was, I should probably not have been on TV that morning. I was, uh, I was way out of it. Like, way out of it. Um, yeah. But I made it, so here we go, Tom. I mean, you just put your mind to it. You'll be fine. I just got a text message from a close friend that said, what if when this clears up and you're not on Mucinex anymore, you return to being a prick? Oh, okay, thank you. We have, appreciate your support. We are totally prepared for that, so it's don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. yep. You've been through it before. We'll be doing? fine. <laughs> Such nice people. Yeah, what a great welcome. bunch to work with. we got a volume control knob over here for that, so yeah, pull that's it right. down, push it up whenever we need it. Yeah. So, Chris, what's the latest on uh, Channel 5 Eyewitness News? Any good stories this morning? A couple of things that are pretty interesting to people that the governor is going to sign at 10 o'clock this morning. He's going to sign a driver's licenses for all bill, which is a very, very, very hotly debated topic. I think, as I recall, it's been up for discussion. I mean, it's been in one way or another uh, proposed as legislation since like 2002. So basically, you do not have to have uh, immigration status in order to get a driver's license. So obviously there's uh, both sides of that. People are hot about it because they don't, they don't think it's fair. And then the other side of it is they want people to be able to vote who live here. So that's, that's one thing that's happening there. Uh, that's at 10 o'clock this morning. So, but, but see, that's the whole problem. You're buying votes. I don't like that. I like it when it's see, fair and even. That's what I like. That's, that's your perspective on that? Oh, I think everything they do now, whether it's Republicans or Democrats, they're buying somebody's vote with every dollar they spend of our tax money. It's disgusting. I, Jesus, do you, you have any... Ta- well, first of all, if you're a president, a governor, a senator, or a mayor, I'm not wild about you. Let me just point that out. Is that fair? <laughs> so with this new bill, am I going to have no to wait like another four months to be able to get my kid in to get a driver's license? 
Yeah, <laughs> there know. you go. I know. And like I went to go get a driver's license just to get it renewed last week, one day or two weeks ago. I went to like three different spots and their entire computer system was down. So like every single person who showed up to renew their license, they got turned away. And I'm like, I don't know how, remember that there was that whole Minlar's computer system where they were running everything several years yeah. ago and yep. they turned out they weren't very good at it. I, I continue to believe that, they're maybe not all that great at, at running that computer system. <laughs> no. And this has been going on forever because my 21st birthday, I was living in Wisconsin, right on the border of Minnesota and Wisconsin. And that day, because I still had like an address at my parents' place up in northern Minnesota, I didn't want to pay out-of-state hunting fees. So I just went and got a license, a valid license in both states. I went over to La Crescent, Minnesota, and I got a Minnesota license. And I went to the La Crosse, Wisconsin DMV, and I got a Wisconsin license from my address I was living at when I was going to college. And the Wisconsin license, they handed it to me before I walked out the door. My picture on it, all my information, brand new license. The Minnesota license, four and a half weeks to be able to get it. So this is not new. Like For some reason, we just can't get it together in this state. You're you're right about that. Maybe they should um, charge more for the. Oh wait, they've already done that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Tom, when you lived up in North Dakota, when you were working up there, did you change? Did you uh, become a North Dakota citizen? Uh, or, no, because I lived uh, right on the border, and, and both times I lived there, I lived in Fargo, Moorhead, and I lived in Moorhead, and oh. uh, actually in Grand Forks, I lived in Grand Forks, not East Grand Forks, uh, which is in Minnesota. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but I don't. I had just started driving then, so I don't. I don't think I changed anything because I literally had just. I didn't start driving until I was like 21, 22 years old because I couldn't right. afford a car, you know. But um, so yeah, I, I I didn't change residences. I, I did when I lived in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Was at WAP, the Big Ape. Cool. <laughs> what about me working at a radio station called The Big Ape? Was that a bad idea? It's just so weird. I love Chris. Oh. <laughs> that is super weird. It's so weird. And then you Tommy, almost worked uh, at the, the, the Toronto station. Chum. The chum. Chum? Yeah. Yeah, Chum FM, absolutely. Mm. You're I Chum in the afternoon. <laughs> weird. Chum in the afternoon. You're you're good chum in the afternoon. Oh. Exactly. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Um, the well, speaking of spending billions of dollars, they're also trying to get a bonding bill worked out, which I don't think they've passed a bonding bill since like 2020. Basically, that's to free up money to fix roads and and bridges and buildings and university buildings and and, and stuff like that. Um, and I think they went through the state house, but now it goes on to the Senate. It's a lot of minutia, but basically they don't have the votes that they need to get it passed through the Senate, the DFL. So there's going to have to be some some bargaining that will happen for Republicans to to agree to any of that stuff. So, again, like to your point earlier, you sort of wonder it feels like, you know, always our money is kind of being held hostage in in the state legislature. Yeah. Well, I have a question for you. So we pay to build college buildings? We would pay to repair state university buildings. Well, don't they make a ton of dough anyway? Yes. (laughs) Why are we paying paying for it then? Why don't they pay for their own damn buildings? 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. And, and there's probably still, there's a lot of minutia there, too. I could not explain it. Uh, well, let me put it this way. I went, to col- I went to the University of Minnesota for one day and hated it, so I quit. Um, that year, my tuition would have been $900. Oh I now see some tuition in basically on the East Coast, a lot of Ivy League places. Tuition is 80000 a year. And you can't afford to build your own buildings. Eighty thousand per student per year. That's a lot of money, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's definitely not what the tuition is at the U of M. No, um, but no, it's still, it's the U of M tuition isn't cheap. I mean, I think you're. By the time you pay for everything, I happen to know this because we've got a boy who's going to be starting college next year. You're pushing into the like thirty thousand dollars a year range. Yeah. At a state, yep. at a state school. Yep. By the time you start adding everything up, which is. A heck of a lot more than I paid when I went to college. That's for sure. Yeah, my stepbrother just graduated from the U as a dentist at about one hundred and sixty thousand in debt. Oh, yeah, yeah it's a lot. Teeth, baby. Ooh, it's a it lot. Is. Yeah. Indeed. Plus, you you have to put up with all their political bullshit the whole time you're there. Who needs it? Well, there's definitely that. Um, <laughs> did you uh, did you guys hear about this? Uh, the Vikings uh, wide receiver KJ Osborne was at the right uh, at the right place at the right time. He was down in Austin, Texas, and he um, he was in an Uber, and they rolled up on this car that was on fire. Oh. And Osborne and the Uber driver and a couple other people like pulled pulled the I think it was a husband and wife and a and a kid maybe they pulled them out of the like car like burning car like big. Holy! Cool. Yeah, Jesus. that's amazing. And then they took a selfie. I think that's so funny. Of course, that's <laughs> then, the next move. We'll worry about the lungs after, and we'll do a yeah, selfie first. Like the car's over there, it's burning up, and then there's a snowbank behind him, and they're then they're all four like in a picture. <laughs> that's yeah. I'd be like trying to figure out what the hell's going to happen with my car. I wouldn't necessarily be taking a picture. <laughs> We've got Chris in the back on with Geico, just on the phone. Yeah, as this like cursing, <laughs> which I would be, or on hold for four hours. Yep, nope, I, yep. I would be very irritated at the notion of taking a selfie. But that is the world we live in, so uh, I guess. But it was still, it was a cool thing that he did that and was able to obviously be there, uh, right place, right time. That's amazing. How cool is that? I have all sorts of news today, you guys. I'm just, like, bursting with it. <laughs> Why yeah. is that? Why do you have all this good news? <laughs> I don't because I felt like yesterday I didn't really do my job. I was just kind of sitting there like just chiming in on crap that I really didn't have any business weighing oh, in on. So right. I felt like I should come today with you know some stuff. Yeah, we had the same conversation off air about you, Chris. Yeah. We were like that. Eggert's really got to get shit together. A real problem. I, start bringing it. I also wanted to apologize um, uh, to Brittany in particular because we we're in the studio together. I think I had like a sweatshirt on that I had on for about seven days in a row, and I think there oh. were like some food stains on it. Oh, um, it probably looked really gross, and I may have had a bat in the cave too. So I apologize if that was something that um, bat in the cave. You're talking to somebody who literally before like. I get home and I see spit up on my shoulder every day. It's a very low bar in my life. Don't worry about it. I thought you looked right. pristine, and I yeah, thought that thanks. booger that booger was a was a choice, a choice you made. Yeah, a I brave just wanted choice. to be there, <laughs> wearing it like a brooch. Yeah, it's yeah, perfect. I, 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 did, I wanted you to think I'm approachable and like you know, <laughs> you, you, you were very approachable <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, Booger stain yeah. on the morning show. <laughs> See that guy every day reading the news. 
All right, on. this one, it, it wasn't a local story this morning, but I know you guys have to have feelings on this. There's a website called, I think it's studyfinds.org, and a lot of news stories get generated there because it talks about different studies. And there's a study that found Americans look in the mirror, or ha- this is actually very uh, a coincidence to the story I just told you about having the booger in my nose. Um, apparently, Americans spend like four hours a day either looking in a mirror or somehow having something to do with their appearance, which I think is insane. Wild. Four hours? I'm not, not buying that. No Maybe way. Four, four hours? Yeah. Doesn't that seem crazy? It seems insane. I mean, what are they looping all in? Are they, is it like including like bathing? And I mean, I'm trying to think four hours a day, though. Even exercise, if you looped in that, would be wild because... That'd be, I mean, four, me four hours a day? Let me look. Like, you didn't lose my picture, did you? Because um, I just cl- closed out to put a, pull up a different. No, you're good, man. Yep. All okay. good. Yeah. I, and I also realized yesterday that, I, and I know you said this before, the audience can't see, even though you guys can see in this studio. Um, so, like, I, I spend all this time getting the background together for, for, <laughs> for, for Rudy. <laughs> it's only for Rudy it. at this yeah. point. For, yeah. Yeah. And like uh, I thought, Phil Mackey looked great. I mean, I couldn't believe how fresh and cool <laughs> oh, you got background envy now. It's those, <laughs> it's a rough place to be. Um, we talk about this all the time in Hubbard. Is you can tell who's radio and you can tell who's TV. And I would right? have to say that us radio people are not putting in four hours a day on the way we look. It's just not happening. No. Yeah, I'm not, I don't get it. I think it's crazy, but... I mean, you're on TV, though. You're looking pretty sharp. Well, you are not in this radio club in the sense of, like, slumming it, Chris. Not yet. Well, that's, that's only because I have to be on TV in, exactly. like, 15 minutes. You yeah. saw what I looked like in real life yesterday. Yeah, it was, it was bleak. In no, real right. life? Very bleak. <laughs> oh, for God's <laughs> okay, sake. Okay. I would much rather uh, yeah, have Chris Egger. I'll find this. I'll find this article. Just give me a sec. You guys can talk okay. about something else. Will schmooze. I was going to say, even yesterday when he walked in with his Carhartt sweatshirt on, I thought that is exactly what I want you to be in because I don't want to see that newscaster who's always prim and proper and he has his shirt tucked in and he's all buttoned up. And I don't want to see that guy. I want to see the down to earth just hanging out. You know, got a couple of beers in me, just hanging out at the back at the cabin. Like, that's the kind of guy I want to know you are off air. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can assure you that's the kind of guy I am up there. Absolutely. That's, yeah. yeah. I can't find this damn story. So Air fine. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, that's pretend all right. It was, just, it, just pretend it was fake news. I did read that, though, this morning. Um, and also, there's been a ton. Have you guys seen there's been, a, like, a ton of uh, ice rescues? Because it's getting that time of year with mm. the ice fishing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rudy, I imagine you, growing up up north, you probably had to, you know, do a fair amount of ice fishing. Yeah, so did it quite a bit. Had an ice house stolen from us. Ooh. Uh, the lat, like my lat, my senior year of high school, we had it. We had it out on the ice, and we pulled it off because you know we're n- basically we had to tow it out there with like a 1987 Toyota Corolla because nobody yeah. had enough money to buy a truck, and our parents are like, "You're not taking our truck on the ice, you dum dums." So we pulled it off, and then we came back, and somebody had stole our ice house, and that was basically oh, the God. that was basically the end of our ice fishing career. But now you know, I got a portable, and I still go to Lake of the Woods, you know, once twice a year maybe so yeah we do quite a bit yeah yep this time of year though it gets too close yeah it gets yeah. a little yeah n- n- it's not worth it i like fish but i'll just buy a bag of cod from target right. and not have to go right. out and catch my dinner yeah right. yep. tom do you do you or did you ice fish or do you ice fish 
No, they I tried to put a, uh, a fish house on uh, Theater Worth Lake, and they wouldn't let me. So you know. <laughs> oh really? There are no no fish houses. I've never seen a fish house on Theater Worth Lake. I will tell you that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely wouldn't eat something that came out of that lake. Probably. I wouldn't think so. But now I've never been a hunter fisher. I've never I've never and and you know it's not the hunting and the fishing part. It's walking through the woods with someone else that has a gun that I'm not interested in. Yeah, that's a legitimate concern. Yeah. I've had three three friends killed in hunting accidents. One with an what? arrow right through his chest. You have three friends that have died from yep. hunting? Tom, yep. that's terrible. Well, yeah, look where I grew up, though. The people are rather aggressive where I grew up, if you know what I mean. But were they all accidents? Like- uh, yeah, they were all accidents. Oh, that's terrible. Well, I'm sorry. I don't want to mention the guy's name because no, this was many, yeah. many years ago. But he went uh, he went bow hunting for deer, and uh, you know you move around out there with other people in the woods, and he moved and got shot right in the chest with an arrow, Ugh. killed him instantly. Oh my God. Mm. Never even made it out of the woods. Terrible. Great guy too. Really good guy. Jeez, but yeah, I, I don't. I, I you know deer meat good for you. I'll have a little fillet. I'm good. Yeah, I. Uh, we never. I we always hunted pheasants. That was pretty much the only thing we ever. Oh hunted yeah, yeah. Um, and I had, I had an uncle who hunted deer, and you know, he, I, I never really got a great taste for, for deer meat unless it was like in sausage form. Oh yeah. And I'm all about it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Those no, hot rods or whatever they. Oh, whatever the, the they little call. snack, the beef snacks, or the yeah, those. Oh, they're so good. Deer bits. Yeah. I don't know if it's that. Deer bits? I don't know if it's deer bits. That sounds like a very specific part of the deer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, they do have to throw them in the casings with the cheese and all that. Then it's so yeah. good. But uh, Nice blend of stuff going on there. And you'll, I, hunters are funny, right? Because they're, they're delusional in the sense that they're never gonna make, you're never going to make your money back. The amount of money, especially like pheasant hunting, yeah. we had a dog, we had the blinds, we had all these things that like my mom would always laugh and it was like, Do you know, you know, my stepdad would come back and look, I provided for the family. And she's like, you know how much money we would save if you quit providing for the family? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. You start adding it up and you're like at the end of opening deer hunting weekend, you're like, well, that's a $500 <laughs> set of back straps. Great. I know. I know. Man, it's so expensive. It's so you know. spending. But you can't put a price tag on all those hours drinking with your boys in the cabin. I no, mean, you know, that's, yeah. that's really what it's all about. To be honest. Yeah. Our free weekend. I couldn't put a price on that. Get the hell out of here. Absolutely. Yeah. My, my daughter one time, we were watching this show called Meat Eater. There was a guy, mm. he was up in the, the, the mountains of Montana and he was taking off his boots so that he could climb over rocks quietly and he was stalking mule deer. <laughs> and my daughter's like, is that how you hunt in the woods? I'm like, daddy watches Netflix and catches a buzz and then passes out for like three or four hours and wakes up and there's a deer sitting underneath him and he shoots it. That's how daddy hunts. There's no, there's no taking the boots off and stalking anything out in the woods. I'm trying to just take a nap basically. Tom, do you ever uh, go deep sea fishing down in Florida? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, been, do you like yeah, that? Or? No. <laughs> no I just, I'm, not, I'm not a hunter, fisher, gatherer. I just, I don't like that kind of. I don't know. I'm. I think I'm too impatient. It, to it definitely takes that. patience. That's for sure. 
Yeah. I, would, I just have never done it. Tom, you're a good gatherer, though. You've often made whole food runs uh, in the morning. And you're a oh, yeah. great gatherer. I will say that. <laughs> At plus. the grocery store. Agreed. Yes, I can do it. Yeah, you kill it there. True. You come back with like like dates and cheese. It's pretty legit. Oh, I know. I love that stuff. I know. Me too. Now we're, now we're cooking with gas. And I got nothing against hunters or anything. Well, I, yeah. I will tell you, though, when I was a young man and was invited to, to, to go out with hunters, I didn't have a, a rifle or any of that stuff. But I was watching these guys drink like fish and carry around rifles. I'm like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. These guys are drunk, carrying around rifles. I this is not attractive to me. Yeah, that's. Uh, we go out to uh, far western North Dakota every year with some oh, friends, sure. and they are yeah. very. They're it's the safest group of hunters I've ever been around. Nice. Yeah, they all huge. have walkie talkies. They've got a couple guys who are like in charge of getting people where they need to go. No one would be drinking. Um, you know it. It, it's a lot more. You feel a lot more safe and confident in a group like that than like some yep. some guy slugging down, you know, Michelob golden drafts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very specific. <laughs> it was very specific. What they? Well, I had to try, I was trying to think of the right beard. Yeah, sort of yeah. That. Typically, if there's an animal on the side of the can, we'll drink it up there. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I want to be very clear, though. I have nothing against anybody else hunting. That's not. Yeah, it's just not my kind of deal. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I'm with you, Tom. I have no interest in doing it. I love that my husband does it. I love that that's his thing. Go for it, get some. But I'm with you. I have no interest. Not not my jam. So, uh. Brittany, will you when the baby starts to get older? Will will like you guys go out and go ice fishing, or do you think do you envision that kind of being the way that? Yeah. The baby grows up. A thousand percent. We're really lucky because his whole family lives in uh, Shevlin, which is right over uh, by Bemidji. And it's got all this yeah. land and all this. So she gets kind of best of both worlds. But when you say we, I'm envisioning Justin and Gogo living their best life. And yeah. I can I can sit back and, again, gather at Whole Foods. Like, that's... That's what, like yeah. I will teach her the way of the Nordstrom anniversary sale, and Justin can do the skinning and the hiding in the trees and the things like that. It's an important life okay. skill to be able to scout out the sale. This is my like hunting. That. Thank you. Now, I want to run this yeah. by you because this is how I hunt. I cannot go to a grocery store that doesn't have good takeaway dishes. Ah. Oh. Right? Some grocery stores make their dishes, and they're just not very good. You go oh. to other places... Delicious. It's oh, wonderful. True. Preach. Does that mean I'm lazy? No. It's sometimes no. you're not inspired <laughs> no. and you need to be some like sometimes it just says you go, that is a great idea. I need to have that now. Like I don't always want to start from scratch. I love that. I'm with you. No, it, it, and some they just put either too much sugar in it or too much what I don't know. Yeah. It just it gets really weird. But other places, well, Lund's Byerly's does a great job with takeaway food. I, I really like their stuff. Kowalski's, there's a lot of a lot of spots. It depends. I go to different places for different things. Like there's a Jerry's right by my house. I love going there. Yeah. It all depends on what I'm looking for, I guess. Right. Yeah. I no, mean, true. you could definitely, if I had unlimited time and energy, I could go to every grocery store because there's like something everywhere yeah. I want. I want to hit up Whole yep. Foods, Trader Joe's, Cubs for my essentials, Costco for my masses. Like, I could. St- I could hit them all and be happy with that. I'm with uh, you. The cub, cub on 55 and Revere. I Ooh, love that cub food. Nice. See? So there you go. No, There's it's, another, it's just, uh, I, I know from a couple of cub workers, I forgot to bring that up, but they're like, 
there could be very close to being on a strike, <gasps> the union and the, oh, the sure. union and the grocery. And that's not just Cub, but my friend works for Cub. Um, they're like not even close, I guess. Uh, and so there could be a potential strike looming, which would stink because, I mean, that would definitely impact staffing at the grocery stores. So if you think those lines are long now. Ooh, yeah. No, wait a second. Wait and, see, wait and see how that would play out. What are they going to do for the citizens united for buying? That's where Cub came from. That's what you I don't, that? What? I don't know the minutiae. I don't uh, exactly. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think they're arguing over the same things they're always arguing and, you know, wages and yeah. hours and that kind of stuff. But I've got several messages from a friend of mine. Like, he's just like, keeps telling me things aren't going well. Things aren't going well. He, he does uh, produce for cub i know that so so there you have it. oh so Brittany, you didn't know that cub stands for citizens united it's either in buying or for buying okay. i can't remember it's cub i yeah. have two follow-up questions one yes that's wild how do you know that and like did that come to you naturally or did you have to look that up and no, why I, is that in your brain because many many years ago 30 years ago cub bought a huge campaign on the cakey morning show and they asked me if i would I could think of a slogan for them. And I said, yeah, I can do that, no problem. I'll just ad lib it on the air and it'll be fine. And I was thinking about it and all the rest of it. And what I came up with was the next day I'm doing a commercial for Cub and I uh, threw in their new slogan, that's Cub to you, bub. What do you think? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's a good slogan, isn't it? That's Cub to you, bub. Say this, I love that say, slogan. Say what it stands for again. I bet you a lot of people didn't know what it stood for. Citizens United for Buying. Hmm. Now, it's either in buying or for buying. That part I can't remember, but the Citizens United Buying is what Cub stands for. Absolutely, it does. I always just thought it was like a little bear. I don't know. Like, they were like a little bear <laughs> mask. I never thought about it yes. much, and here we are. Yeah. We got to get that Chris good, off That here. was a good knowledge bomb you just dropped on us, Tom. Agreed. Yeah. That's why some people think I'm mentally ill, because I remember things like that. It's the Mucinex, baby. <laughs> it's the Mucinex, baby. Open up pathways in your brain. Just go with it. Now, that's a slogan. Sure. It's, a Muc it's the Mucinex, baby. I got to go, guys. Take care, You buddy. do have to go. Chris, thank you so much, sir. <laughs> I really have to go. Yeah, we'll I see know. you, man. Take care, bud. We'll see you, bud. <laughs> Bye. Channel 5, the Eyewitness News, Chris <laughs> Eggert. I love that guy. He's such a good guy. Oh. Always has been. He's always been a great guy. He is so lovely. And I love that he's like, well, you know, I really didn't step up for you guys yesterday. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. The fact that he drove here and then sat <laughs> yeah. with us for two and a half hours. I is... know. <laughs> Wouldn't get that goddamn Dave Dahl to do that. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I love Dave Dahl. Isn't he great? You know Dave? Yeah. I do know Dave, yeah. He's what a place. great guy. Yep. Great, great guy. Yeah, there was one time I was having a couple of drinks in the on the west side of town, way far away from where Dave Dahl lives, and all of a sudden I heard the guy behind me go, Hi, I'm Dave Dahl. Hi, I'm Dave Dahl. Hey, I'm Dave Dahl. And I turned around and looked, and Dave Dahl was like shaking hands with people, and I was, and he turned and looked at me and went to shake my hand. I was like, get out of here, Dahl. I was like, I don't want to shake your hand. Stop it. I'm done with you already. But wait, he's a sweet guy. Very good guy. He is. He is. No doubt about it. No getting around it. We have to take a break. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes more of the morning show. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching MyPillow 2.0. 
When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with the brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of the night. And more great news on the MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free offer with promo code TOM. MyPillow 2.0, with its temperature-regulating technology, is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to receive the MyPillow 2.0 buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code TOM or call 800-516-5146 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Now that Tommy B has entered the 21st century. Tom has always said digital is the future. The guy's been podcasting for almost 11 years. Tom, Brittany, and Rudy want you to listen to the new show every morning. So here's how to do that. You got here. Maybe you're listening to the Tom Bernard stream now. Wow, there's got to be a better way to say that. Now that you're here, you can listen to us every morning from 6 to 10. But the easiest way to listen is to download the Tom Bernard Show app. It's this easy. Go to your app store, search Tom Bernard Show, download it, open it, push play. That's it. And through March 20th, you can get entered to win $1,000 on the app just by opening the app each day. It's that easy. The Tom Bernard Show app. It's free and it's in your app store. The Tom Bernard Show app. Download it now. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1-800-330-1991. That's 1-800-330-1991. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-330-1991. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It's really nice we're running promos that Lamey Daniels voices that say, like, you can check out the Tom Bernard stream. Mm-hmm. Really? You're doing pee jokes now on the air? <laughs> is, that, is that the plan? Okay, but we do have to mention that with this app, which is very easy, I am kind of shook because if you register, you can register every day to win a thousand bucks. and. Yep. Uh, right now, since I've dropped the ball left and right and haven't mentioned this once, there's a really good chance you could win if you register because I'm terrible at promoting this. You're welcome. Nice job. <laughs> Thank you. Difficult. My nubby back hurts even more. Thank you. Very giving of you, Brittany. What can Very I say? Very giving. Yeah. We talked about this off the air, Tom, but uh, you want to chat with Robert from Wisconsin? Oh, did we lose Tom? I'm going to miss him. Tommy there, bud? No? All right. Well, hang on. We'll... I we'll bring him back up for a second. We should note when this happens, because I feel like it happened last yesterday. It did um, happen yesterday. 
Mm. Yeah, we have this really insane article that we're going to be talking about. Um, a Wisconsin man who uh, decided to pull uh, the trigger on getting a billboard to find his, I don't want to say future wife, that's presumptuous. He's just casually looking for... Somebody How are you guys doing? Oh, there he, <laughs> there is. he is. There's the man of our dreams. Don't, don't know what happened, but what? we'll make note what? of it because this happened yesterday, too, around the same time. Yeah. So we'll have to figure this out. Yep. And mm. I just saw you. You don't. Do you still have Robert with you? We do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, he, he, I'm sorry. He's not, Robert on, he's not on, on the phone yet, but we can bring him up right now. Uh, right. It says... I got Robert with the billboard on the phone. You're a liar. Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. But yes, no, he is here now. Yeah, go ahead. Liar. Go ahead, bud. Hello? Robert, how are you? I'm great. How How are you? How you doing, sir? I'm great. How are you? Never better. I'm doing very, very well. No question about that. So I want to hear all about this whole idea. I think it's a wonderful idea that you've come up with. A Wisconsin man. This is Janesville, Wisconsin. Rents a billboard to find a wife. It says, date well, Robert. Well, I'm, I just want to turn it over to you, Robert. How did it all yeah, start? You're pushing the whole entire marriage thing a little too fast. Yeah. No, no, no. I, it was dating. You're right. It's not marriage. That's it's dating. dating. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yep. I've never been married. Uh, but I did date. My last relationship did last 18 years. Oh my God. That's wonderful. Um, that's a long time. So what inspired you to... to Put up these billboards. How many billboards? Are there? Is there one billboard? How many billboards? One digital billboard, downtown Janesville, Milton, Wisconsin. All right. And it says, Date Robert in big red letters. There's a picture of you looking fine in your sunglasses and cowboy hat. So that's good. Yeah. So what inspired you to do this, Robert? Did you, you're having a tough time meeting new women. What happened? Well, I, I work a lot. I'm vice president at the Bauer & Son Auto in Janesville, Wisconsin, so I really don't have a lot of time to um, do dating apps, and they just weren't working. So I figured, you know what, I'll put my face on a billboard, and instead of me chasing girls, if they're attracted to me right there, they could chase me. It was supposed to be just kept local, but a news station, a local news station picked it up, and then it went to Memphis, Tennessee, and, well, you, I'm from on in there. I'm getting all kinds of weird phone calls, people from prison. and just, <laughs> <laughs> You're you can't calls make, from you prison? You can't make this up. <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, I get guys calling me, girls calling me, cats, dogs, living together, total total craziness. I just want to read a little bit of the story here. A bachelor hopes his unique approach to dating uh, will help him find his future partner, Robert Siegfried, 43, said he's exhausted all other dating options. Dating sites just weren't working for me, he said. Match Tinder and just none of them were working. He turned to an electronic billboard along Milton Avenue in Janesville to find the love of his life. By calling the number he lists, he tells local honest women to leave him a message. I like country music, the American flag. Hell, I'd date you. You like the American flag? I'll date you, Robert, but I'm married, so I can't. I don't swing that way. I don't. I love that. I don't swing. Well, I'm married to a beautiful woman anyway, so I I understand what you're saying. Uh, American flag for the USA. I'm a country boy at heart, Siegfried uh, said while describing his photo on the billboard. Uh, the billboard, Date Robert, Wisconsin's number one eligible bachelor looking for a local honest woman. Honesty's a huge part of it now because I, I will tell you, Robert, you notice starting with our politicians, our um, major corporations, our uh, news affiliates, all people do now is lie. So looking for an honest person, I think, is a, is a great idea, Robert. Right. And I'm not looking for anybody cynical. I'm sorry, cynical? Saying? 
cynical. Mm. Oh, okay. What, what, why, why is why is that such a turnoff for you? Yeah. You don't like a you don't like a gal who's like inquisitive about things. Let's let's no no unpack I mean, this. Like it just cynical is like a like a troll. It's just like it's, yeah. they, they they're they're in a drama. I'm not in a drama. Mm. I just want someone I could come home to after a long maybe eight nine ten hour day from working and share something. Had a great day, honey. How was your day? You know, it's just I'm looking for that you complete me. Hmm. That's wonderful. See, that's very, very nice, as a mm-hmm. matter of fact. Um, Robert, i, I got to be honest with you. As I said to Catherine, I've been married for many, many years now. We've been together. It's the only time I've ever been married. I got i got really lucky because she is totally honest. Now, but you have to understand one thing, Robert, that her honesty goes both ways. If there's something that maybe some women would hold back about criticism for their husband. Catherine wouldn't do that. She's like, you're a pain in the ass. Get away from yeah. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you later. She's, she's a very honest woman. Right. Well, that's so you, what I'm looking for. I want someone I'm physically and mentally attracted to. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, so what do all your neighbors and your friends and your relatives think of your idea of putting up? Because it's a good-looking billboard. The billboard does look uh, nice. All my, all my family, except for my mother, it, um, thinks it's Everybody loves it. My mother thinks uh, you're you're an idiot. <laughs> wow, that's mom. Mom I mean, doesn't think you're an idiot. I mean, I was, I was always think their kids are idiots. I was going to say, if you're looking for somebody that you can be physically and mentally attracted to, maybe you should have tried a different state than Wisconsin to put a billboard in. Well, I, I, I work too much for doing long distance. You know what I mean? So you know, it's uh, yeah. No, wait a minute. What? So you don't think the women are honest in Wisconsin? Is that what you guys are saying? I, I lived no, there for no, seven the years. No, women are definitely honest in Wisconsin. It's just, it's, uh, well, I mean, women are honest. Period. I mean, oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to throw myself under the bus to say the wrong thing. <laughs> you know, it's just I'm just not looking for a drama queen. Well, I understand that. I, I absolutely and, understand. That. And I'm definitely not looking for someone who works at like McDonald's or Burger King or something, or, or definitely lives with their mommy and daddy. You know, because yeah. I mean, I've already, I've already got myself to where I want. I mean, I'm raising two 16 year old boys alone in my life. You know, so I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a single father. What uh, What do your boys think about the billboard? Do they take a little heat at high school over it? Uh no, actually, actually, I don't know if they really. No, I don't. They're 16. They They really don't mind. They go to a private school, so you know. I mean. Private schools are a little bit better than public schools, so, you know, I mean, uh, I guess they really don't think a whole lot. They haven't said anything. Hmm, okay. I think it's wonderful. Robert, is, is it okay if we stay in touch with you? We want to find out how you're doing. If, if, as things develop, if you could reach out, that'd be great, or we'll reach out to you whatever, you, whatever you need. We'd love to follow your story, Robert. It's a great story. Absolutely, absolutely. Actually, last night I started a um, YouTube page. I can answer anybody's questions on Date Robert, Wisconsin's number one eligible bachelor, and I will go live tonight at 7. Well, the great thing, Robert, is this is a big digital show, so no matter where you live in the world, you can listen to it. So you can get all your neighbors to listen to the show while we're interviewing you. That'll be wonderful. Right. Yep. So, uh, oh, I did, this is digital? It's digital all the way. This is this is high tone, man. This isn't some lame-ass radio station. Okay. Uh, 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 wow. They can hear this all over the... You're, you're being listened to all over the world, Robert. So you're going to well, find uh, somebody. Well, I mean, I, I just want to find that special someone. Not too yep. tall. I don't... I, look, not over 50, and let's keep it under, say, 28. Unless you're Diane Hendricks, then I'm totally into you. 
Oh, listen you to know, you, that, Pally. That's a, that's a joke. I don't know if everybody knows who Diane Hendricks is. Yes, I do. As yeah, a matter of fact. Yeah. But yeah. Robert, we'll stay in touch. You stay in touch, too. And uh, I look forward to next time we talk, Robert. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. See you, bud. Oh, what a nice guy. I just want to find that special someone. As long as she's not too short, not too tall, she doesn't work at Burger King, she doesn't work at McDonald's, she's got to definitely be in somewhere in between the ages of 28 and 52. I need an IQ of 173, right. and I swear to God, if those tabs are out of date, we are definitely not going to get married, okay? Uh, but yeah. other than that, I can definitely date anyone. Yeah. Robert was a fun guy. Yep. I like Robert. <laughs> Um, I'm surprised, Brittany, you didn't go after him when he said, I won't date somebody who works at a, a fast food oh, restaurant. I sat here going, are you kidding me? And I wanted to ask, like, so you're telling me if you met the dream person and they worked at, let's say, my, I guess my so-called favorite place, Arby's, mm -hmm. you'd say, no, thank you? You're talking about how you want somebody who's there and not stressed, but you want them to what, work in finance? Like, uh, there's some... There's some little red flags uh, waving in this this man's uh, approach, but I wish him luck. Mm -hmm. I hope he finds the one. I hope he finds that person to come home to. Mm -hmm. I also hope that he realizes some of, and maybe this happens when you date for a while, some of those uh, like rules you made, they're dumb. I've done it. I've said I wanted this, I wanted that, and some of them are just dumb rules, and you'll figure that out. Mm-hmm. It definitely works for if women work at a job that is, you know, considered to be less, you know, if it is somebody who worked at a fast food restaurant, a guy can look past that if he f is physically attracted to them. Women, not so much. I don't think it works both ways. See, I just wanted somebody passionate when I was dating. That was my thing. Like, just be passionate about your job to a point mm -hmm. and then have balance. So it's like, that was a hard find. And I had kind of let that go. And in, in some ways, like, my husband's terrible at balance. Um... But I think, I think I, I don't know, like, I, it would have been a hard road to be like, make less than me because I work in radio. Like, it's impossible. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that was impossibility in general. Yeah. Did, uh, did you and Catherine get married before or after you had already had the show, Tom? Um, I was working at uh, Capitol Records doing, and doing voiceover when I met Catherine. So yeah, I, I, um, I had been in radio, but then I got out. I met Catherine... Well, first of all, Catherine was only 21 when I met her. I was 29, and she was 21. And I, of course, I think I brought up the example of you got to be careful with that because, I mean, that was a long time ago. And um, somebody said, well, didn't you meet Catherine? Weren't you like, you know, 25 years old, something like that? And I said, no, I was a bit older than that. And they said, what do you mean? And I said, because when I was 25, she was 16. I don't think that would have gone along too well. <laughs> nope. You know what I mean? Sure. Would not have panned out. No. That would not have panned out too well, me dating a 16-year-old. Now, is, uh, she was working as a, a receptionist. I think I, I never told you the story about when I, the day I met Catherine. I don't think so. Oh, but it's a very quick story. It's cute. Alan Dorfman was my attorney for many, many years. I was the only client he had. He was handling my, my voiceover career and capital and when I was in radio and all this stuff, all the rest of it, right? So I go in there to talk to him one day, and I look, and there's this very pretty young woman answering the phones. I'd never met her before. So I thought I'd be kind of, you know, a cool breeze and try to make her laugh. And I said, uh, would you tell Alan that Uncle Tom is here? And she gets on the phone. She goes, Mr. Dorfman, Uncle Bob is here. 
And I said, my name is Tom. And she looked up and goes, yeah, whatever. (laughs) I fell in love immediately. It's like she told me to go screw myself the first time I ever met her. I love her. So that's that's just so accurate to your guys' relationship. Oh, yeah. Him, you know, being like, hey, I did this great thing. And she's like, well, did you take the garbage out? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, there you go. Now, Rudy, you would understand this part, too. So the first time we ever went out, she she was interviewing me because she was still in college, and she wanted to interview me for a college paper. Um, so we went to uh, the, the restaurant, and I won't, well, the restaurant's not even around anymore. But I still want I don't want to rip them. So went to this restaurant, um, and she wanted to go to a fish place, which is fine. That was great. I ordered fish. I didn't want to, but I did, and found not one, not two, but three hairs in my food. Okay, three. Hairs. Well, you ever found three? Yeah, you found one probably, but ever you ever found three? Three's a yeah. Three's a tough putt. One, I would I can eat through that, not a problem. But anything more than two, you got to send it back. So, she said, "What's wrong?" And I said, "I just found three hairs in my food." She said, "You did?" And I said, "Yeah." I said, well, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. I, I got a goddamn wig in my food. And she started laughing. I thought she was going to vomit. She thought that was hilarious. That's very funny. So that's why she and I got together, because she told me to go screw myself. And she thought it was funny when I said there was a wig in my food. I said, this is my woman, my kind of woman right here. No doubt about it. And a lot of that has to do with that was by chance. I would have never met her, except she worked at the KFC on 55 and... Uh, Rhode Island right there in, mm-hmm. in Golden Valley. Yeah. It's now a Leanne Chin standing there. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But there was a KFC there. So I'm sure, because I used to go in there all the time. So I'm sure I had met her before when she was working at KFC, but she was, at that time, she was a teenager, so there was not a whole hell of a lot to it. But uh, no, I got to be honest with you. It's, it's an amazing, amazing setup because she and I get along extremely well. She puts up with zero BS. Uh, I, it, I just got very, very lucky that I ha- my attorney happened to hire her. Uh, she was in college and she needed a side job, so he hired her to do a side job. I, man, that's that's very fortunate, don't you think? Oh yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, it's like so wild how that could have easily been missed. It could have been a day she wasn't working. She could have been sick. All those yeah. things. How easily yep. you guys could have not. And right now, what there's one, two, five people because of you met that day now five people exist that would not have existed prior like that's that's true a wild thought no it's true two children and three grandchildren they would not even exist if we had that's the that's the weird part of it is just i you get luck a man now that was nothing but luck there's no question about it absolutely she had no idea that i would think it was funny she told me to go screw myself (laughs) by saying yeah whatever some guys would have been offended by that, especially guys who think they're a big deal, like, oh, I make a lot of money and I'm a big deal. They wouldn't put up with something like that. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Because that's what I'd say to somebody. Yeah, good for you. I'm real happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't know. It's, there are great fortunes in life. You you meet the right people or you don't. Well, I mean, Brittany, I knew you were a long time before you ever met your husband. Yeah. Oh, my God. You knew me a very long time. And you've been there for one of my big heartbreaks um, that I thought, you know, I was dating somebody I for sure thought I was going to marry. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't too long after. Um, and me and Justin, it's less... 
romantic because when you meet on a dating site, it feels a little less. Right. But it's still amazing, right? Because you still have to fall in that window of you're both looking, you're not like dating somebody else. You know, there's like all that stuff. Um, when Justin walked up, we went to uh, Highland Park Dog Park. Um, and he walked up. I had to fight every urge to not be like, I don't like this guy because he came, he showed up golden retriever first. And I was like, okay, love that. But he was kind of muscly. And I had this big, oh, I don't want to date that because I just done a deployment with a bunch of those guys. Oh, sure. And I had, I mean, you know, Tom, you've seen the people I date. They're all all like skinny nerd types. And so this was, (laughs) this was the first person I was like, I don't think I could take that guy in a fight. I don't know if I want to date him. And so it was like, all right, we'll feel this out, but I'm pretty sure he's not going to like me because I'm not that guy's type. And it was just kind of the perfect first date where we laughed so hard at these little inside jokes that we still have. And I don't know what it is. He, Him and I are so not alike at all. He's an introvert, mm-hmm. but he's perfect for me. I couldn't have... I wouldn't have ever on paper made a better match because I would have done the I would have picked the wrong things. No, I understand that one hundred percent. Rudy, is it tough? I mean, you're you're on and off the road. You're in town. You're out of town. You're doing stand up. It's got to be a, kind of a bitch to develop a relationship in, in that life, isn't it? Well, it's trying to merge two highways that already have their flow. Yeah. You know, yep. it, most of the people, most of the people that you date now when you're in your 40s, they already have kids and careers and, you know, their families and they have things going on. It's tough to be able. So basically, what you find is somebody else who also has kids, mm-hmm. who has a life, who has things going on, who doesn't want you to be something serious in their life. So you just kind of become a a once or twice a week hang. Yeah. And that's as much as you can get out of it. Because I'm not willing sure. to, because, you know, no knock on my mom, but, you know, I got a pile of stepdads who played a pretty heavy role in like my psyche growing up, especially in the formative oh, okay. years of my 20s and 30s. And I, don't want, I didn't want to do that to my daughter. I dated a woman for almost a year before I let her meet my daughter. And then we dated for a year. She met my daughter. And three weeks later, we were on the outs. I'm like, well, uh, <laughs> did that break your heart that that happened like that? Absolutely, because now, like now, you know, and then I started thinking, well, is it because she didn't want to be a stepmom? Like yeah. that was kind of part of the deal, you know. You, you you meet a guy with a kid, and he's already got a life going on, and they, she didn't have kids. She had nothing. I mean, she had a job, but other than that, there was no dog. There was no other family in town. So I was like, this is going to be perfect. Because you don't really have a highway going. I mean, you do, but not, you know, you were not trying to bring other families into the the, the, the mold. She didn't have, like, a place where she went to every holiday. She just kind of hung out with her friends. I'm like, you're definitely going to fit in. And then, yeah, three weeks later, I'm like, well, that was a waste. Because then my daughter's going, hey, what happened to the fun, bubbly person that was hanging out with us for three weeks? I'm like, she's gone, so sorry about that. So, yeah, so it, it definitely it makes it tough. Like uh, the gal that I'm kind of seeing now, like we hang out a couple of times a week. She's got kids. I got a life. I got things going on. So, yeah. Does it always have to be, is that because you could never make that person your number one priority? You know how when you're dating and you both don't have kids, you can go, you're my number one priority. Yeah. And you kind of have to date somebody where like they have to accept that there might be your two, three, fourth priority. Mm, And that is tough. And especially when it was not so much now, because now that I'm in my 40s, you're meeting different people that are a little bit more mature. But Mm -hmm. when I first started dating, after I broke up with my daughter's mom, we were, I don't know, 30, 
34. And I was dating women that were like 28. Oh, yeah. That's, yo. They no. have, they, I'm, one of my ex girlfriends had told me one time, I need to be your number one. And I'm like, well, you're going to have to go find someone else because that <laughs> oh, is, oh, not going to work. You're never going to be like, she will always be my daughter. You will probably be, some, be somebody that I have to try to avoid at the grocery store. Yeah. So this is never going to work out. Yeah. But it's, it's, oh, man, I, I don't envy people that, uh, they, everyone talks about like, especially at comics are all about being single and on the road and having that lifestyle. Right. And I'm like, I 1000% get it, but I'm also not that guy that goes on the road and then goes and hangs out at the hotel lounge to like try to pick up a woman. I just go right back to my hotel room. I take some yeah. beers. I watch TV. I'm just, I'm not that guy anymore. Those days are gone. So one of my favorites of all time, you just reminded me of some very good and lame moments in my own life back way way back before i met Catherine, i uh met this this woman she had was recently divorced but she was divorced not getting a divorce she was divorced and we went a couple of times and then finally on the third time i picked her up at the house and then i dropped her off at her house after we went to dinner and a movie or whatever we were doing right and we're standing at the door and i went to say good night and I I just kissed her goodnight, not in an aggressive way, just a quick kiss goodnight, right? She goes into, she goes, well, wait one second, I gotta run in the other room, I'll be right back. Her about nine year old, eight year old, nine year old son walks up and looks at me and goes, my dad's gonna kick your ass. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like that at all that somebody else was kissing his mother, man. Uh, he did funny. not care for that at all. <laughs> So you're saying it didn't last? Is that what the? So. Well, I I didn't think I'd fit in real well with the family and all of it. Sure. And by the way, I was joked around with Kid, and he had no sense of humor about it. So it's like, oh god, whatever. But yeah, that's a tough road. I mean, the luck that Brittany and I had to meet who who we met it's not all that prevalent. There's no question about that. that doesn't happen very often, does it? No, and it is true too, right? Like you know, and this is we go back to. Um, like Robert trying to pick out his perfect person is I don't think you really realize what your perfect match is because you have this idea of what yeah. they should be until they, you know, put you in your place at your lawyer's office. You know, I, I don't think we know what we should have until you're, you know, until that's there. And then you go, yep, actually, this is better than I, I, I had in my mind this extrovert that we were going to go to everything together and, you know, be this loud couple or whatever. And it's like, no, my husband's like, I'll go to 2% of things with you and be super happy about that. Yeah. And I'm like, great. Yep. So it's it's just kind of like you don't even know what you need until you got it. There's no question. And I, I think that's the, the, a good way to end that conversation. You don't even know what you need until you've got it. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right about that. Yeah, Molly you Shannon know. from Saturday Night Live had a great line in a book where she said, uh, don't worry, fellas, we thought we'd marry hotter, too. <laughs> <laughs> we all well. settled. <laughs> well, there is that. That's funny. <laughs> well, it's a very good point, actually, because we all did. There's no question about that. <laughs> yep. So, I don't know, it'll all work out. we got to take a break here. we got uh, Judd Zolgad is coming on in just a couple of minutes. Looking forward to Score Norse Judd coming on with us. I really, and I'm very serious about this. I know I talked about it a bit yesterday, but... Those guys are so just great to work. Everybody, Chris Eggert's great to work with. You got uh, Judd, you got Phil. I mean, you get on the list of all the people that are on the show. Obviously, Kristen Bird, I adore anyway, but we got very, very lucky. We literally, everybody we've talked to about coming on the show has come on the show. It's been really, really great. 
It's don't be, you think? It's beyond. I, I, I constantly, whenever we look at who's on the show, I'm like, I still cannot believe that these people call in and are excited. I, I'm excited to talk to Judd. No, I agree. Absolutely right. We shall take a break. Be right back. Judd will join us uh, right after this. Tom Bernard here. You might not know this about me and about my family, but we're kind of Nissan strong. I say that because I own a Nissan Altima from Walzer Nissan. I love it. My son Andy owns a Nissan Rogue Sport from Walzer Nissan. And my daughter-in-law, Melissa, yep, you guessed it, drives a Nissan Kicks. And Cart's grandson, Ethan, safely around town, also purchased at Walzer Nissan. You want to know who else is Nissan strong in the Twin Cities? Walzer Nissan and their trifecta of stores. Down south, GM Dan Resch at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville. West of the Metro, just off Highway 12 and Wyzetta Boulevard is Casey Novotny's Walzer Nissan Wyzetta. And in Coon Rapids, north side of Highway 10 and Round Lake Boulevard, Jay Buck runs the show at this Nissan store. This month at all three Nissan dealerships, score 0% financing on Rogues, Altimas, and Pathfinders with up to $1,500 available loyalty cash on select models. Nissan strong and loyal like me. Me and my family. Even if you're just Nissan curious, go to Walzer.com and select the Walzer Nissan store nearest you. I'm due for an oil change. Maybe I'll see you there. 0% financing for 36 months, $27 per month per 1,000 finance on approved credit. Do you ever Google yourself? Are you happy with what you find? Or is it cringy? Are you a business owner or on your company's marketing team? How do you feel when you Google your own place? What do you see? A non-updated social media page you don't even remember making? Ads for your competitors? An old school website with outdated information? Hubbard Interactive can help. They can do it all for your business. They're a Google Premier Partner, so they can use search engine optimization to get your click results higher. They can build a 21st century website for you that communicates all the right things all the best ways. They've got a photo and video department to make your business look sharp. Plus social media, influencer marketing, podcasting, and more. All the things that will make you a lot happier next time you Google yourself. Here's a Google search that you'll find rewarding. Hubbard Interactive. You can see all the marketing tools they've used on hundreds of successful businesses, including an extensive gallery of the great work they could help your venture with. HubbardInteractive.com. Building campaigns that connect. Businesses don't run on automation or algorithms alone. What powers businesses are your people and the people they serve. At Cintas, your dedicated service reps understand what you need to help you keep your employees feeling safe, comfortable and performing their best so your business can too for workwear essential cleaning products first aid and safety supplies and fire protection services visit cintas.com oh i'm ready and get ready for the workday. this is the tom bernard morning show podcast what do you think of that action big shot announcer that we got there what do you think <laughs> yeah i think you can call her that i think she appreciates appreciates it when you call her that I am not kidding you. She sounds a lot like my mother. Mm-hmm. My mother had that little rasp and depth to her voice as well. Sure. Mm-hmm. Which I, so when she calls me and goes, that sucked, I go, okay, mom. I mean, <laughs> lay me. <laughs> nah, that, that whole part's been great. No question about it. Yeah. Um, Judd Zalget with us, ladies and gentlemen. Score North. How you doing, Judd? I'm good. And how are you guys? Never better. Awesome. There's no question. And I got the direction that, that you guys need to be out by 35 now, so I will make absolute certain that you get out right on time. I, oh, I promise that. you. Thank you. Yeah, I know you're a busy bee. You know what I'm saying. It's all the, uh, what, consolidated podcast schedule that fills out. Exactly. It's exactly right. We're building a hell of a network right here. Do you think they'll eventually build like a a digital radio station just for the hell of it, just to do it? A morning show, a midday show with 
Wasoosh and uh, you guys in the afternoon. And I mean, we just got a whole digital radio station, Pally. Yeah, but I, the, the great thing is, as I'm sure you are uh, finding out, Tom, that people can listen not only when they want, but as yep. you alluded to, I think last week, from all over the world. So, know, like, we're so hitting on Vikings fans in Europe. It's great. It is really, really great. The response to has has been unbelievable. And I'll talk about that a little later in the show. But Jesus, mm-hmm. I was looking at some of the some of the stats and all the rest of it. The people are supporting the show. It's man, it's just wonderful. It's great. And that, like I said, let me be very, very clear. You guys and Joe Souchere and Rookie and all the people on that show, you opened the door here and. I mean, we kind of worked together. Joe showed up on my show 10 years ago with the family podcast. And it, the fact that we can all work together now is just, I love it. It's terrific. Absolutely. Absolutely agree 1,000%. And you know what? It's fun to have a job that's fun. Oh, Christ. <laughs> and I'm not yeah. joking. Try not having fun for 10 years. You'd love it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, Tom. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I've never, you know what, throughout my throughout my career, which started, as I told you before, at the uh, tender age of 19 at the Star Tribune, I don't think I've uh, worked a real day of work in my life. It might not have always yeah. been fun, but yeah. uh, when I look at what people have to do for work sometimes, I am fully appreciative of what I've got. No, I agree with you completely. We sit around and BS on the radio, and we don't have to go in, you know. There's not a real tough part to this job. That is true. <laughs> exactly right. Don't admit that too much, but yes, for now, let's That's just true. say that, because yeah. I agree completely with you. You know what I want to do, and I've been talking to, I didn't talk to Ginny about it yet much, but I talked to, to Amy Daniels about it, I've talked to Dan about it, but as things go along, and again, the support that that you guys have, and it's you know it's kind of bled on over to this show. The, the early support of this show is amazing; it really is. So thank you to everybody. But I'm I'm trying to talk about what I want to do. Talking mm-hmm. about that, you know, digital radio station thing. We got to set up a trip where all three shows go on the same trip. How cool would that be? If you can yeah. get Such to do that, it might be the greatest accomplishment <laughs> of your career. Which is Such is not big on that. But he does, you, he does shows like that. He does, uh, you know, remote shows. He does. I'm just saying, if you can convince him, like, I love the idea. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, Such would be the, Such would be the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Lynchpin? Such would, would be the, the guy that if you can do that, it will be a great accomplishment. I'm going to give it a whirl. I got to, you know, All I'm right. going to wait a while and, until it, because we don't need to really go anywhere until, until like next winter. You know, maybe go. <laughs> yeah, maybe go to Key West. How about spring to to... training next year, Tom? Oh, spring training! I'd love to do that. How about I spring absolutely... training for us? No question. But but giving giving people the idea that it's just one big happy family is not a bad idea, man. Oh no, no, no! In this day and age, that's it's no. a it's a great point. It's a really good point. It's all true. So what did you get? What did you, what did you guys over there at Score North think about uh, about the whole Kendrick Steele and uh, where are the Vikings headed, Judd? Jesus, where are we going? Well, you know, their issue is is this: they're always trying to remain pretty competitive while making changes, which in all of sports and football especially is really really tough. The thing though is is if you look at the amount of guys that in O'Connell and uh, Quasi Dofamensa, the GM's first year, that they brought back, they have to make changes. And look, Kendricks is 
I think going to be 31 when next season starts. Right. You know, yep. at at some point that that unfortunately in football years, which are dog years essentially, is old. So I think that's the start of it. I think Kendricks uh, is the start. I think Thielen is probably gone. I think there's at least yeah. a decision to, to be made on Harrison Smith. The guy that played linebacker by Kendricks, Jordan Hicks, is probably gone. So this is just the start. But, I mean, my thing with football is I don't blame teams for bailing on guys because if you don't and if you just try and be the good guy and if you try and keep your players around too long, it usually doesn't have good results. Yeah, it does not. And as you know, Judd, I am not a fan of our quarterback. He he can play his ass off when it doesn't matter, but when it matters, he fails almost every time. Okay, first of all, let me tell you right now, I don't disagree, but the amount of people that defend this guy, Tom, I have never oh, I know. seen. I've never. I, I know. I'm trying to go back in my Minnesota sports knowledge all right can you ever remember a guy who got just the support and and the vitriol towards people like us that don't think he's great um fans turned on on mauer i thought incredibly quickly and yes. he became a lightning rod for well he stinks which was which was nonsense um right you know he didn't necessarily live up to that last contract but the man won what three batting titles at catcher which is unprecedented yeah. Name me another player that you have watched in this town who gets the just undying support from a large faction of fans that Kirk Cousins does. I just don't understand what... Look, the guy's got talent, but he can't... He's not a winner. I'm sorry. He's just not. I've said All this. Right? He will, and and they won 13 games. So... That was good. Good for yep. them, right? Yep. But I've said this. He will never win a Super Bowl. Like, if that's what no. you want, which I would hope no. Vikings fans do, he will never. He he checked the ball down on fourth and eight for a three-yard completion to end the season. So, like, what more evidence do you need? Nobody told him to do that. No coach. Kevin O'Connell didn't say, you know, it would really catch him by surprise. Why don't you throw a three-yard pass on fourth and eight, and I think we'll score a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I agree with well, Brittany on this one. She hates him because he wears socks with sandals. Oh, first offense, last offense, <laughs> You know, I did that one time, and my wife, who, who, who really should just dress me, She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, what? She's like, socks with sandals. Or tennis shoes with shorts, which also get me in trouble. Oh, really? Um, I've done some, well, well, like halfway decent shorts, so not like sports shorts. Not, right. Not workout shorts. Um, but yeah, I have, I have committed the uh, Cousins fashion faux pas, and Brittany, let me tell you right now, was quickly corrected, rightfully so. may I say. Yeah, you know, I, she's doing God's work. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> okay, well that works for me. So we'll hold on for the Minnesota Vikings. I've been uh, holding on since I was a teen, uh, waiting for the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. Still haven't done it. Uh, the Minnesota Twins, as far as that's concerned, winning two World Series was uh, it was just a joy for me watching that go on in '87, '91. Kent Herbeck. Uh, you know, uh, the Laudners of the world, Herbex, the Gary guy. I loved that team. i got to be honest with you, Judd. I loved the guys on that team. Almost every one of them. 
A couple of them were not very friendly, but the rest of them were the nicest guys in the world. Tom, I thought, do you, anyway. Do you struggle now? Because I, I do. So I was 17 when they won in 87, 21-ish mm-hmm. uh, when they won in 91. Do you struggle like I do to explain to people, even in their 30s in this town, what that was like? Yeah, it is hard to describe. To it's hard to art. That's a very good way to put it because I was a fan. Now, the Vikings, I didn't become a fan until I was 15. Mm. Um, but I was a Twins fan from the time I was nine when they first moved here from Washington, D.C. I've always been a huge baseball fan. And it kind of makes me sad, Judd, that baseball is nowhere near as big a sport as it used to be. It's not even close. No, it's not. And to me, where I struggled to explain what those two world championships were like uh, to Declan and Phil, people like that is they have no experience other than the Lynx, but like among the four major men's sports teams here, they have yeah. no experience with what that is even remotely like. No. No, you're absolutely right. I just uh, Baseball is such a personal game. I mean, you can sit in the front row mm-hmm. over on the opponent's side of your own stadium and ridicule the hell out of them while they're standing in the on-deck circle. You can't do that in any other sport. I suppose you can do it in the NBA, but you're going to get punched, I suppose. But I loved going to the games, and he'd go after the opposing players. Uh, and then, of course, um, you get too carried away, and the bigger team mem- members come over and stand about a foot away and go, shut the F up and watch the game. <laughs> really? You, <laughs> you got are... that? Oh, God, yes. I oh, got from, it from whom? Tell me stories. Well, he, he, was, he was a very large man, about 6'3", probably weighed about 240, came with the Twins in, in 87 because they needed to make an addition. I believe he came from the Oakland A's. I, I, I figured it out, by the way. Did you? Who was Don it? Baylor. You are absolutely right. Good call. Don Baylor threatened to kill me if I didn't shut up. Really? And that was who, when, who were you uh, writing? Um, Oscar Gamble. You remember Oscar Gamble? Oh, do I remember Oscar Gamble? Yes. Do you remember the batting stance? That over-exaggerated yeah. left-handed stance he had? That's you got awesome. it. <laughs> oh, my God, Tom. You are you are uh, singing my baseball tune right there, man. I love those days. That's great. I'm glad you were doing oh. it. Whoa, look at that hair. Oh, my. I've never heard of Oscar Gamble <laughs> until just now. Oh, my. I, that looks like Bozo the Clown. That thing is it amazing. Does. And that's what I was saying. Hey, are those mouse ears, or is that your hair? <laughs> oh, my and God. And Oscar didn't Google think it was funny. Google Bake McBride, Rudy. <laughs> there who, you go. Who is that, Judd? Bake, Bake McBride. He was with the Phillies. M-C-C-R-I-B-E-D, I believe. Um, also great 70s hair. Oh, look at that hair. That is magnificent. Oh, and the neck beard on top of it? These guys were yeah. ballers, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. The 70s. Yeah. yeah. The 70s, man. I was young, but even I got it. Yeah, I'm oh. telling you, Judd, the fact that you, after three clues, knew exactly who I was talking about. You and I are going to work together forever, man. The fact that you knew that that was Don Baylor. Oh, I love it. I was actually, um, I was actually for Game Six when he hit the home run in, I believe, the last ever afternoon game in World Series history. I was yeah. in left field, and the ball landed probably uh, three rows and ten seats to the right of my seat. 
God, and I just and now I, you only have two more minutes with us because I know you have other duties you have to take care of. But we got to continue this on because I used to ride Reggie Jackson so badly that he would get out of the dugout and come and look for me because I always sat in the second row. I had season tickets, and he would look for me, and then he'd go out and do a stretching. And while he's stretching, he'd lean between his legs and give me the finger. <laughs> oh my God! Was was this at the Met or the Metrodome? It was at the Met. Yep. Oh my God! Oh yeah, Met. yeah. We got to talk about this more. This oh, we great. do because. Oh, the, oh my God! Reggie gave you the finger. I mean, what an honor! He did. He, oh, absolutely. He did I'd not start like crying. Me. Not because I was scared, <laughs> but because I'd be like, "Oh, this is unbelievable! What a great day! I just got flipped off by Jax." We'll close. You only got one more minute left, so we'll close with this one. Uh, Patrick Royce was at the. I didn't know him back then because that was a long, long time ago. But uh, Ron Jackson was with the Twins. His nickname was Papa Jack, right? Yes, yes. And I got sick of him not hitting in the clutch, so I started screaming out his name as Papa Up. And Royce thought that was hilarious. I mean, we didn't know each other back then at all. He had no idea who the hell I was. But he just loved the fact that I would call him Papa Up. But that's a very – see, that's the difference between baseball and other sports. Baseball gets very personal with the fans, which I love. I didn't know you originated that. Because I know oh, the rest didn't? of the story. You you know what, what t- took place, right? After that? Yeah. So, you to, so Well, you got to go, though, don't you? I don't want to keep it. Yeah, yeah, pit, quick, quick, you... quick, quick. But just quickly. So okay. Ro- Royce was the sporting news correspondent, the Twins guy, right? But back yep. in the day when, you know, you, you'd have the beat people do team notes. So yep. Royce filed an off-season thing in which he called him Ron pa- Papa Up Jackson in the sporting news, which at that time, pre-ESPN, all the players read. I think it's spring training. Ron Jackson tried to kill Patrick. He was so upset by it. Really? Oh, you don't know? You got you got to talk to him about this. This is fantastic. I didn't know he was going to. I knew he was pissed off, but I didn't know he tried to go after Royce for it. Yeah, because he but he but because because Patrick put it in the sporting news, which at the time you know <laughs> was a big deal. Players read that because players didn't read like the Star Tribune. They certainly didn't read the Pioneer Press. So yeah, you. Uh, you, it turns out, played a major role in Patrick Royce almost getting beat up by the Twins' first baseman. I love Patrick. <laughs> Damn it. You guys got to talk about that. Okay, well, we need to talk more about this, Judd. This is getting better every time you come on, Pally. I love it, Tom. Thanks, guys. Thank you, sir. See you, buddy. Score Norris, Judd Zolget, and I, like I said, Phil, uh, Declan, what great people over there. Did you guys know you were working with such good people all this time? I knew I was working with a good guy when back in the day when I was over at Hubbard headquarters every day. I walked into the commissary and I saw a, a man who was struggling with his avocado. And I said, uh, you know, there's an easier way to do this. And he said, teach me. And I showed Phil Mackey the oh. avocado tool. I don't know if you guys have had the avocado tool, but it's got a blade on one side and then it's got the serrated like the, the partitions on the other. And then you scoop out the avocado. I brought one in for him the next day. I said, it's the best $8 you'll ever spend. And I gave it to him. And uh, the next day he came back and just said, I want to thank you. You've changed my life. My girlfriend and I have stopped arguing. We're now engaged. She can now marry me because I have no ire in my eyes over the avocado every day. And I said, yeah, man. That's, and that's how our friendship blossomed, was watching him struggle with his daily breakfast. Isn't that just wonderful? Mm-hmm. See, you make friends that way. Yeah. That's how you make friends. God, I thought everybody knew that that I was the one that started calling him Papa Up. Uh-oh. I I thought that was 
pretty well known, but that was yeah, that was a long time ago. Papa up. God, he used to get pissed off at me when I'd call him that. <laughs> and then he threatens Patrick Royce for putting it in a national publication. But he was Papa up. He always never pop the ball up for Christ's sake. Get a hit. Damn it. Uh, there is you an art me. form to giving the the business to players. Oh God! Oh, I there's, love it. There's well, some guys that are just so good at it, man. I love watching it. We got Gelfand on Thursday, and Gelfand, oh my God! I met him because of the Twins. As a matter of fact, he wanted to interview me about doing voiceover. He was working at Advertising Age at the time, and then and Gelfand and I've been Gelfand and I've been friends now for almost fifty years. For Christ's sake, thinking about that, but. When you get him going on some of these players, particularly get him going on Rod Carew, oh my God, it's funny. It's just those two those two kids did not get along. Let me put it that way. <laughs> See, that's the part of sports that I love, though. Not this. I of course admire. I've already mentioned the Gaetis and the Herbecks and the Laudners and the, go down the list. These great, you know, Bert Blylevin used to come on. Do you know that Bert Blylevin used to come on the KQ Morning Show? And do porno movie title or not? <laughs> so funny. We might have to bring that back. Sure. Get somebody on. Maybe Herbeck won't do it because he's too much of a, an icon. Mm, you know? Yes. <laughs> but he would do. He would read the names of movies, either made up or real. And these were porno movies, so they weren't exactly, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't s- slip off the tongue, is I guess what I'm saying. But I would, we should probably bring porno movie title back or not and see if we can get a professional athlete to be the host of it. Oh, we can do that. And we've heard a lot of things, too, back that people were really, I don't know if we can do this, but Deadpool, that would be... Um, oh, the Deadpool. Yeah, if Gelfan wants to resurrect that with you. I would love to resurrect the Deadpool. I never won, you know. I... Who who usually won? I, you know, I don't even remember, but I never did win the the, the Deadpool. It sucked. Uh, nobody, all the people I wanted to die just wouldn't die. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to want them to die. You can just like did, play the odds. It's a funny game, and it's definitely very morbid, which would be fine for all of us. But uh, mm-hmm. there are two different versions of Deadpool that I've heard. Now, Deadpool is you guess somebody who is alive is going to die in the next year, or yes. is it? Is it a version of are they alive or not? No, it's, uh, yeah, you you all get to pick. I, I don't know how many people, you can do one. Sometimes they do like two or three different categories. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that calendar year. You start in January. Okay, you can do that. Yeah. It's very morbid and it's very fun. What is the young man's name that, that he, he suffered very, very severe body injuries? I believe playing hockey. Uh, just the nicest family you'd ever want. God, what the hell was his name again? It's so many no, years ago. Th- now. It's a Miskovich or a Perpich or a Micheletti or a, it's got to be some one of those names, right? Uh, it's got to be one of them. But he, I remember he wanted to come in, and he was in a wheelchair at the time, and he still is to this day, as a matter of fact, obviously. But his father brought him in and brought his younger brother with him. And I believe at the time he was like 18, 19, 20 when this happened to him. Jake Jablonski. Yeah, I was just going to say Jack. It's, exa- it's Jack, Jack Jablonski. Oh, Jack. Yeah, as soon as yeah. you said recent, I was like, oh, this is Jack we're talking about. Yeah, Jack Jablonski. Well, Jack, and the nicest guy. I haven't talked to Jack in years. That's why I had trouble recalling his name because I used to talk to him all the time, but I haven't. He lives in L.A. now, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I know he's, and he, he's, yeah, he's got a lot going on. 
just a really, really nice man, really, really nice family. So they bring his little brother in at the time, and I don't know how old his brother was. He was, I think, around 20, and his brother was probably around, maybe he was a teenager, maybe he was only 12, something like that. So we're sitting there talking. We're on the air. Uh, this is at the, uh, you know, the old building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we turn to the kid, Jack Jablonski's little brother, goes, so is there anything you want us to do? And he says on the air, well, can we play porno movie title or not? <laughs> oh, well. Uh, let me think about it. And you're like, actually, I have some right here. Okay, go ahead, kid. Sucky Sucky Gang Bang 4. Is that a porno title or not? you got to lean into like the yeah. Disney of it, like the Pocahontas-esque um, feel. Yeah, po- yeah. Pocahontas-ass. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's got to be age-appropriate. Really. Sure. Mm-hmm. I suppose that's probably... Yeah, we're going to we're gonna, we're gonna have to bring back uh, all of the Deadpool... Uh, well, once again, it's very obvious this is our third weekend, and I'm having so damn much fun doing this show. I, it just makes me so happy to be back doing the kind of stuff that that, that uh, I love to do. So thank you to everybody for that. But we will bring those shows. If you guys want us to do it, if you're calling in wanting us to bring that stuff back, we will absolutely do that. Because it's a lot of fun to do anyway. Yeah. Since we're but here, we do. How, how about the Loin King? How about that? Is that a... Uh... Yo, look at you. You're like, <laughs> King. You're, you're going through it in your head. Yeah. He's like going to come tomorrow with like five at me. The Loin King works for me. I got no problem yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, all right. Good. All. Good, good, good. Yeah. But, uh, you know, inventing porno movie titles is not easy, I wouldn't think. I, I, you know what? It's one of those ones you go, oh, we could totally do this bit. And then me and Rudy are up to like midnight trying to think of like fake <laughs> porno names. You know what I mean? Like, oh, exactly. It's funny how those fun things, all of a sudden you're like, this is the bane of my existence. <laughs> you know what amazes me about that is that nobody ever figured out in the hierarchy of our educational, religious community and all that stuff that the way to get people away from the things you, you don't want them to be paying a lot of attention to is to make fun of them. In other words, if you're teaching at a college and it's particularly like a religious college, you should do porno movie title or not because it takes all the sting out of it. Yeah. It, it, you should. People just don't do that. We always did that on morning shows that I've been on. It's like, oh, really? It's that important? Well, let's do a let's do a talk show about it. Let's do a, a game show yeah. mm-hmm. about this. It, it's so much fun, but yeah, we we can we can resurrect all that stuff and come up with with new stuff because the world's changed quite a bit in the last ten years, don't you think? Yeah, and it's pretty cool. Um, they when they talk about uncensored on this show, we actually get to be adults and uncensored yeah. and funny and not have to worry about every little comment and every little thing. So yeah, we are going to do all the terrible naughty things. I love it. Terrible <laughs> and naughty. Yep. Why not? Works for me. So start thinking about some some things like that. Yeah. Some Deadpool stuff, some uh, porno movie title or not. Uh, but we still have to get, and it'd be best if we could get a twin to do it. Um, is there anybody on the roster right now that has a sense of humor? I don't know. I have no idea if there is or not. Yeah, you're asking the wrong guy. I'm not sure. I'm sure we can look him up, though. There's got to be, because they usually send out the press release of like, hey, we're looking to get some of our players on you know, yeah. media outlets because I don't know if you guys have noticed, we haven't put out that great of a squad on the field, so we got to start luring them in with uh, Bloody sure. Marys and you know a little bit of personality. So I bet we can find somebody. I bet, but Burt Blylevin did just an amazing job hosting porno movie title or not. He was just great <laughs> at it. He's a... Uh, I, you know, I haven't checked it out much uh, uh, lately. Is he still uh, with the Twins? 
Mm. I mean, does he pop up and, and host? A, does he do any any games for them at all, or appearances during games for them at all? I thought they had a big like last circle me, Bert. This was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Like two yeah, years ago yeah, or something. They, right. the, his last broadcast. So I don't I don't know if he's with the the organization anymore. I loved him. I thought he was wonderful. I really mm. did. I wonder if we get Laudner to do porno movie title or not. Because <laughs> he still do it. He does the in studio stuff for them still, right? I do believe so. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I just saw Tim. I was matter of fact, well, I was at that that Tom Bernard day at the the, uh, the stadium. Um, he was he was there that day. Timmy Laudner was there with uh, Ken Herbeck was our host. And every time I see Herbeck now, he has to point out the fact that I missed his glove because I threw out the first pitch and missed his glove by about thirty feet. But you know, other than that, I had totally forgotten throwing out the first pitch. I had not been on a mound in about. 35, 40 years, and I forgot when you throw the ball, when you're extending your right, uh, you know, you bring back your left leg over your right side and then step down, your left foot is about a foot, maybe a little more lower than your right foot, which means unless you adjust, the ball's going dead left. Mm-hmm. I had forgot about that. I'd forgotten all about that. And Herbeck looked at me like, my God, you suck. <laughs> like, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And it says here, September 2nd, 2000, uh, 2020, Bly Levin broadcast his final game for the Twins. So, oh, I love Bert. He's got to be around, though. I bet we know people that know him. You might even have his number. I bet we could drop him a line and see if he'd want to play the inaugural version of the porno title or not. Well, you could always be the host, or you can just do the first one, whatever you need to do, Bert. Sure, yeah. Whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. We shall take a break. Be right back right after this. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with the brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of the night. And more great news on the MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free offer with promo code TOM. MyPillow 2.0, with its temperature-regulating technology, is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to receive the MyPillow 2.0 buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code TOM or call 800-516-5146 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. 
I know them and trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Now that you know, you can listen to the new Tom Bernard Morning Show online, or better yet, on the new Tom Bernard Show app, let's tell you how to listen whenever you want to hear the show. It's called Podcasts. If you downloaded the Tom Bernard Show app, congrats. Just go to the stacked three-line icon, bottom right corner of the screen, and click on the word Podcasts. That's it. Choose one and listen whenever and wherever you want. If you're on your computer, go to the website, TomBernardShow.com, click on Podcasts at the top, choose Tom Bernard Morning Show. Every day's show will be there in its entirety, labeled the Tom Bernard Morning Show. So now you know how to podcast the show and listen on your schedule, the whole morning show. You can also get each day's shows on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. But the best way to get all things Tom Bernard is at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. It's free and in your app store. This is the new Tom Bernard Morning Show. What's happening, man? Got 9.51 already. That's unbelievable. Um, yeah, I was just talking to, to Amy about this, as a matter of fact. The support that this show is getting right out of the box is um, it's amazing. Thank you so much for all that. And, uh, you know, you looked at the numbers and all that stuff, and you go, yeah, well, we'll see how. But, it, yeah, you guys are supporting this show, and thank you so much. Uh, the brand-new Tom Bernard Show app is the easiest way to listen, of course, listen live or to podcast it. Download the Tom Bernard Show app, open it, and press play. That's it, and it's that easy. Do the quick sign-up. Then every day you open the app, you're registered to win $1,000. I said every day you open the app, you're registered to win 1000 bucks through April 20th. Just go to your app store and search Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Show app, easiest way to listen live or to podcast. It. It's, it's really terrific the way they set the whole thing up. So what else you guys got? Everything else good? Yeah, I've been registering every every day mm-hmm. to win this thousand dollars. So to listen to yourself, you mean? <laughs> every day, every day. Good idea. Gotta Very make good that idea. cash. Yeah, uh, no, I'm glad that uh, you know. Over the weekend, was out doing some shows, chatting with people. A couple of people, I actually they asked about the show, and mm-hmm. I said, "Give me your phone," and I just take it right out of their yeah. hands. I download it right go. to their phone and just go. There you go. Now, every morning when you get up, just hit that little icon, and you'll have the show right in your ear. These kids nowadays, I hate to be that guy who's like, these kids nowadays got it so easy. Everyone, <laughs> yeah. Like, to try to, like, sneak a, when your parents are like, all right, listen, it lights out at 8 o'clock, and then you'd have to sneak a clock radio under your covers and then turn it on very, very, like, very uh, low so you could listen to the radio because yeah. they yep. were going to finally play that song that you wanted. Yeah. Like, all that's gone nowadays. All no. you got to do is grab your phone, and there we are. It's kind of nice. See, that's wonderful. That mm-hmm. is, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is kind of nice. It's a wonderful way to, to get it done. And like I said, the show's around the world now. It's not just in one market or any of the rest of it. It's not like radio. When you're on this show, you're on around the world, which is uh, I've, I've already heard from people on the other side of the world that it's like, hey, you know, they they would, I guess, you know, back in the day when you I did the KQ Morning Show, they would put up a podcast of that, and I don't know. I was never told how that ever did because it must have done really well. So they thought it would be dangerous to tell me it was doing well or something. I don't know. But this is, uh, yeah, it's going along. But I, I did want to thank everybody again. The support that you've given us is amazing. And uh, we'll just, we'll try to do a good job. What do you think of that? Mm-hmm. I'll try. 
<laughs> Trying your best, ladies and gentlemen. How can, you know, you, how can you not when you got things like porno title or not? I mean, when that's on the docket, you know it's going to be a you. good show. We're going to step it up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't it was wait. suggested because of this morning's uh, uh, news headlines. It was suggested who's going to kill America first? Is it going to be uh, North Korea, Russia, or China? <laughs> or, or ourselves or, at this point. Or ourselves, yes. Yeah. Or, or this point. show. Who knows? Vanderpump rules. That's who's going to take us down first. Ah. Uh, yep. Vanderpump. Jesus. You I'm, watch Vanderpump. No, no, no. So Tom, I watch. All the crap. I watch mm-hmm. this. That is my bread and butter. I, yesterday on my talk, <laughs> I like had to like do a breathing exercise before I had to break down that drama. I love it. I understand that. So um, I talked to a couple of people that work over there. Very, very nice people. And some of the people that work at KS95, very pleasant. And uh, we got to start reaching out to them. They want to um, you know, come, come on this show, go on their show, do whatever. And start some cross promotion. But every person I've met that works KS95 at, at my talk, whatever, very very pleasant people. I got a problem with it. Why? I got a big problem with it. I was trying to get out of the building yesterday, and I walked into uh, the security guard that you love, Candy. She's amazing, huge Candy's fan, wonderful. I'm, yeah. you know, trying to live my life, and she's going on and on how great Tom Bernard is, and it's like I don't need to hear that crap. <laughs> I work on breaking huh. him down every day, and I, I got have for twenty mm-hmm. years. And I just no, it, it, uh, it's very sweet, but uh, it's uh, it's exhausting to be friends with you. Oh well, thank you. I feel much better about myself now. You're welcome. Yeah, and the second you can set up where we can go on their shows first, I'm all about it. Wait, be- who do you, whose show do you want to be on? But I'll be on anybody's show as long as we. Because there's a lot, here's what happens a lot of times with those guys over at KS because I worked there for seven years, and here's what happens: uh-huh. they go, yeah. "Hey, you know what? We should do this thing," and you're like. Absolutely, let's do this thing. And then you go and you give your half of it. And then you, when you it's come time to return the favor, they're like, "Hey, remember that thing we talked about where you know I'd come on your show and you guys can come on our show and you guys came on our show to promote your thing." Well, hey, we got this thing going on. How about we hop onto your show? And they go, "We got kind of a lot going on this week." And you're like, "Okay, listen. From now on, we go on your shows show, uh, shows first, and then you can come on to our shows. And other than that." I'm totally fine. We can book anybody that you want. This is usually Tom's way of being like, by the way, we already got Stacy and Hutch for next week. So You have trust <laughs> issues, Rudy. I cannot be the first person to tell you this. No, no, I'm just I'm telling you. I've I've had, I've been burned by this many a times with those folks. They're nice people. They're just not a lot of follow through. That's mm. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'll take care of I'll See? take care of that part. That's right. I'll, t- I'll be the Christopher Walken in true romance <laughs> where I will say to them. You got me in a vendetta kind of mood. And, uh, I can't even do the impression because my voice sucks so right no, much was, right now because it's damn cold. It was good. He literally said, you got me in a vendetta kind of mood right now. And if you don't knock it off, I'll do some damage you won't walk away from. And you you got think we me. should say that to our, yeah. to our other stations in, uh, in, the, mar- in the market? I'm going to go Please. ahead and do a deep tease. In April, I'm going to have... we. I promised, and, and this was not... Tom was... N- behind it after I told him. I make a lot of promises on Tom's behalf, so everybody, oh, okay. I apologize. Um, uh, Joe uh, Souchere is going to be on our show, and mm-hmm. Tom's yep. going to be on his show in yes. April. I'm setting it up. Love it. It's going to be so fun. Mm-hmm. You just got to walk was- in there going, uh, Sush, here's the deal. If you're not coming on my show, I'm going to stick you in the face with a soldering iron. <laughs> 
You do that. That's how you do it. Yeah. Uh huh. And scene. Yeah. There we go. No question about it. Now it's going to be a lot of fun. Just cross the crossing paths with all these different people and all the rest of it. God, I haven't seen Sush in in a few years. He used to come out and uh, when we did appearances with the family podcast, he would come out once in a while to see those and. I can't wait. He's been very, very supportive of all of us, I will tell you that. And I'm talking about across the board, the people at KS95, the people at my talk, Sushire, obviously, Score North. They've been so supportive. So thank you to all of you. And it's a good way to good way to close out the show this morning, talking about how wonderful these people at Hubbard are supporting one another. It's the way life should be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think sometimes our business gets a little hung up on, like, sister stations and how oh, you shouldn't cross-promote each other. Hey, we have our own people we have to worry about. We have our listeners. It's like, I don't know, rising tides raise all ships sometimes. So, well. Plus the fact we're not on at the same time, so you could listen to Score North, you could listen to Sushi Race Show, you're going to listen to this show, because we're not on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So what the hell is it different? Tell them all to shut up. What do you think of that? You know, the other thing I love about working with you two is that I don't have to put up with somebody emptying out a coffee pot and then putting it back on a hot burner. Ooh, I like it. Because, yeah. boy, that chaps my ass more than anything. I don't know if you guys had to deal with that at ABC, or, uh, but, man, we used to work with these kids that would fill up their coffee pot, and they'd stick it right back on the hot burner, and they'd walk away from it and not turn it off, and I would lose my marbles over it. So thank you for yeah. not being those coworkers. I'm just nice to have. Thank you. See? There mm-hmm. you have it. Yeah. All right, that is going to do it, man, for another uh, wonderful show with you hunyucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a put it. You like that? I like that. Yeah, one way to put it. I love it. Been called worse. <laughs> what the hell? We, we moved to Colombia? Where's the music? I feel come? like every time this week you're going to get thrown off by this outro music, <laughs> and I can't wait to hear your response. I love it, Tom. Very talented. Lucy, we can't do the show. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. All right, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye, Tom. <laughs>